0: Hello and welcome back to the Game Bet Match podcast. I'm your host Manny Friedman, along with my co-host Brad Sloan. All right, so back in the house, I'm I'm all uh, shaved up. I got a haircut because I'm ready to go for another another week
1: of three uh, three tournaments. <laughs> yeah, two fifties and a five hundred. Yeah, yeah, yes, yep. And I'm finally warmed up from that Devils game. I went to the uh, the uh, <laughs> Stadium Series NHL, and that was. I mean, look, hockey's really fun to go to. That wasn't. It wasn't like the football team was way too big, but other than that, it was pretty good. It's cool. And cold. It was like it was like because yeah. they did a night game, which I, I don't know how many night yeah. games they've done in this. Well, but... you know, if they if they
0: do it in during the day, um sometimes they have to delay the game because like the position of the sun, you know, if it like hits the ice. Right. With, I heard about angle, that. I did to, hear about like, that. Yeah, delay it, the it, game, so because the game. of
1: the of the white of the ice.
0: It's less risky to do it at night, actually.
1: Yeah.
0: Away, you know, so uh, it's always a good experience I was in the winter classic in like 2012 and like is that a day or not that was a day game it actually was delayed a little bit but uh yeah. um, good experience I mean well, I think
1: that's when they realized I think they, that was the one that they had a bunch of delays and they're like okay wait there's actually like it's actually an issue
0: yeah yeah guess for TV deals and all that you know it's it's a problem
1: yeah well, it was weird because like I don't know if it was because like because it was related to the T V or like because they had like uh they had a Jonas Brothers constant. Not only did they have a pregame, but then they also came out during the second period.
2: Mm-hmm. So I don't
1: know why, but they like the intermissions were like very long. Like uh like both intermissions I think were like almost they might have been almost 25 minutes.
0: I think mean, they just want you to freeze your ass off just a little more. <laughs>
1: I it felt that way. Cause like
0: <laughs> like you know how
1: they run the clock in between periods of so, yeah. so it's supposed to be like 18 minute intermission. Right. And it was 20 on the clock. They didn't start the clock right as the, right after the period ended. They started the clock, like, after the teams had left the ice. Oh, jeez. And then, like, when they rang the horn for the next period, like, the teams were still, like, dicking around. So they didn't start it for, like, a minute or two after that. So it might not have been 25 minutes. It was probably a solid 22, 23 minutes, which, like, I don't know. It I was mean, there, like, I've
0: been in a sporting weird. event, like, I think 40 degrees, and, like, I was still freezing my ass off. Like, I can't imagine 10 degrees less, like... You know,
1: no, it's pretty insanely cold. I mean, like I was fine. Like I wore layers and like the biggest yeah. things honestly was like it was the biggest thing I regret regretted was only wearing one pair of socks. Yeah, like I should have worn at least two. And then I would have been like much more happy
0: and like long underwear. You need you need all that because you're just standing st- sitting still. You're not moving like it's one thing yeah. if you're playing tennis or something like that, then it's fine. But can you imagine going to those like NFL like playoff games like an un- under oh, when it's,
1: like 10 degrees? I would never do that. That's like, that to me just seems like a bad idea, too. Like, it just seems it's, like, you know, I mean, like, it is. It's like, like, it's more like, they they have, like, in, like, not, I don't know, like, see, I don't know if we'd call them injuries or what, but like, you know, they're, they're like, they're like medicing people out and stuff during those games. There I'm are. surprised they actually, like, still do those.
0: I know. It's crazy. It's I'm crazy. surprised
1: they don't, like, I'm surprised. I'm actually really surprised because, like, you know, being a Bills fan, um, they, um, like, the Bills new stadium doesn't have a roof. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised the NFL didn't mandate it.
2: Yeah,
0: especially when, you know, like after those crazy cold games there were uh, you know, hospitalizations and stuff like it's not it's not a good look. You know. Yeah,
1: yeah, and it's just like it's like it's like truly like when it's that cold it's truly not safe. Yeah. Like snow is not really I mean like this like everybody talk about the snow, but the snow is going to be an issue regardless, right? Because like if it snows that much such a thing if it snows that much right before the game that they can't clear the field, then they can't. Then they have like then they have to delay it anyways because you can't get people in and out of the stadium, right? Because the roads won't be good enough. But like for the just for the sheer like, when it's like under, t- I feel like when it's under like ten degrees Fahrenheit, it's like dangerous.
0: It is. It is. It's. It's crazy. Well,
1: some fans who like decide to go shirtless. Like there were a few. fans Yeah, who to go I shirtless. know.
2: I was, like, i was like all
1: right i admire, like the toughness but it seems like a bad idea like it
2: does. It does.
1: and it's probably fine in like 30 degrees it seems like a really bad idea in under 10 i, like, totally,
0: it's, agree. I, like, I totally agree i agree i'd never do that but uh we're not a weather podcast we're a tennis podcast so i guess let's uh transition you know,
1: probably switch tennis. to tennis fair enough <laughs> we're not a hockey podcast we're not, yeah like, exactly
0: but ass. yeah fun to talk about some life experiences and stuff so uh, so quick recap. I, I, we should like keep this uh, keep this short and sweet. Yeah. Uh, I guess we got to talk about uh, another good week from Yannick Sinner.
2: Uh
1: yeah. I mean, he didn't play as well as he had. I thought in the past. Like, I mean, like he, you know, like he lost a set to, um, lost a set to Monfils. Raonic really looked good. Um,
0: yeah, but he couldn't maintain it. Like, you got to win two sets to win the tennis match.
1: It wasn't. It wasn't a matter of maintaining, right? It was one all in the second. He literally like. Yeah, I mean, he he took a medical at four three for his back. He like literally like he just couldn't. And he like, can't
0: last more than a set. So like you could play as good as you possibly want. Like if you can't last two sets, you you're not gonna win. Like so he could have played even better. He could have won that set. But like if you can't, yeah. Play sets, match, it it's all matter. for naught. Yeah. You know, so I I don't even like I don't take any stock into what Ryan showed. I mean, okay
1: he did win two matches before that.
0: That's true. I mean, what was it? A quarterfinal? Yeah. Okay. Maybe the the. And speed I think
2: of that's
1: part of it too, right? Like, just like, and you know, like his age may not be old, but he's old. Like his body is old, right? Like his body is worn yeah. out. Like right. I think, like he, I think it was just like the cumulative effect of having to play three matches in a week was like not going to happen.
0: I mean, you're not going to win any tournaments like that, it, even on the Challenger Tour. If if you're if that's, well, I mean, that's
1: okay, but game. like at this roundish, what is the goal?
0: Yeah, I I don't know. You'd have to ask him,
1: right? Uh, like, I don't I don't think the goal is to like win tournaments. Like, it's probably just to go out, like play. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. maybe I don't know what his financial situation is. Maybe you know, maybe cash some checks. Um, Could, be. Could be. You know allow the fans to see him like i can't imagine he's still on the tour next year i've got to think this is a retirement tour it's gotta I, be
0: yeah yeah it's it's almost like sad to watch him he's so awkward on the court it's like well he just can't move anymore i know he you know what really i mean
1: like he, like, but he's got good shot like he still sometimes pulls out some really good shots yeah he just like can't he can't rally because he just can't move
0: yeah yeah and then um, I thought the Demonor match uh, today was a very high quality tennis match.
1: Yeah, although I feel like a lot of guys look really good against Demonor, like good players. I feel like good, like good players, like top twenty players, tend to look really good against Demonor. Like just his style, I feel like like mm-hmm. lead to a lot of like really good looking rallies. Um, I do think Demonor is playing really well, like no doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I but I think that I do think there's something to be said where like. Where Demonor does like he doesn't he's not he's like he's kinda like the opposite of a GA Simone, even though he plays a lot of long rallies. Like whereas like Simone used to make players look bad. Like I feel like Demonor makes players look good. Um but yeah.
0: Yeah, but I mean I so Demonor is one guy that I really like playing the two zero line on because like I feel like guys can't maintain the like the mental tenacity and the you know just maintain that level where you have to hit like three or four good shots to win points against him, you know? And the thing is, Demonor doesn't have much power. So, well, he's actually improved that aspect, but like for him to hit winners takes a lot. So often the guy that he plays, you know, is able to hit two or three good shots in a rally. So that's why he probably makes people look good because like the rallies are are good because it's hard to get the ball past demon and demon struggles to get the ball past his opponent. So they are actually very entertaining matches, but opponents, I feel like can't maintain that level, especially if they're like slightly physically gassed, like Dimitrov was in the semi, like to win a set takes a lot against demon
1: I 100% agree. Um, I also want to mention something. I think really cool. I don't know if you noticed this or not, or if maybe it's just my perception. So maybe I'm completely Mm -hmm. off. But I feel like Demon Lord uses his speed in a really interesting way because he is one—he's probably the fastest player on tour. Mm-hmm. And I feel like on hard courts at least. And I feel like what he does is he actually kind of like over commits to the cross court and kind of gives up the line
2: knowing
1: mm-hmm. that he can run that down. And so I feel like there's like like, I feel like he baits guys into a lot of like line shots, which are just harder to make. I don't know if you...
0: I would agree with that. Yeah. I would agree with that. Um, I think this year he's just he's hitting the ball bigger on both I, wings. I actually, yeah. And I think he's taking more risk, like he's taking the backhand up the line more often, and that's really paying off
1: for him yeah. as well. Yeah, I mean, he's becoming yeah. more tennis player, right, and less of like a runner. Right. I mean, I, that, that, that's okay. being a little bit overly crass, but I think like yeah. like he's relying less on his speed. And, and he's hitting bigger shots. And yeah, I, I completely agree. Like if
0: Sinner, I thought Sinner played his best match of the tournament today. And if he was 10% worse than he was today, he probably loses that, you know? Like I thought I played the Sinner 2-1 and I played the Demon or a uh, plus four and a half. The plus four and a half got there. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, it was a sweat, obviously, but like, I don't know. I I thought that that I wasn't going to play the overpowered angle, um, which you played um, just because, like, I think it, it's really hard to overpower demon or you like you have to play really well to overpower. Yeah,
1: demon. a lot of guys do it. Sitsipas has done it many times. But um, Sitsipas
0: has not played this version of demon Ore. Like if they played now, I might I might, cha- you know, I don't know how much the book is going to weigh. Um, their previous matchups versus Demonor's current form, but I'd probably play Demonor at this, at this stage. All
2: right.
0: If they, yeah, if Demonor was a dog, which I, I,
1: I don't know about that. I don't know how the books would, would. I don't know because since has been so bad lately. He's out of yeah. the top ten, yeah, which is sad. There's no one-handed backhand in the top ten. I know, I know. Which I think it's kind of, I, but I think it's a real thing. Like I think the one-hander is slowly dying off. I just think like. Like you can, I just think the two hander is probably like a, a superior shot, um, in mm-hmm. terms of being like more efficient. And then yeah. I think the other big thing too is that um, for for juniors coming up, like you can start hitting two handed backhands at a pretty young age. It's really hard if you're seven or eight to hit a proper one hander because you like you're just not strong enough right. yet. Right. And so I think like with how early these kids are playing now, I think it's just like a, you know, like like why not like get better at the two hander? So it's kind of sad to see because one handers I think look so cool. But yeah. there's like, I don't know. I think they're kind of slowly dying. Yeah. And
0: I also think that like people are so good at attacking slices now. Yeah. And like if you hit every, like, unless you have like a Dimitrov slice and you have his movement and athleticism, like you need that level of movement and athleticism to have any success because the slice is just like, if you float that slice, you're going to get punished you know
1: yeah well, i mean guys with two handers hit slices too but you're i agree they one usually you know, or slices
0: and so two handers are now you know with that open stance defensive backhand which djokovic kind of implemented into the game like and now everyone has it you know like that's yeah. that's a must-have in, in top levels of tennis so um and like doing that with a one-hander is so much harder
1: well, like, it's just harder to hit defensive shots with the one-hander in general, right? Like, right. the one-handed backhand is a better attacking shot. Yeah, um, It's tough to hit defensive one hand. Like, it's just, like, it's not a very stable shot, right? Just, like, the body mechanics of it. Like, yeah. you're using right. one hand, you're using, you're using, like, your, like, you don't, like, when else in life do you do this?
0: Yeah, it's true. Gonna push
1: this, like, if I'm going to push, like, my glass forward, like, I'm not going to put, I'm not going to, like, backhand it, like.
0: I know, I know. Yeah, well, so uh, getting back to center, what grade would you give him for the week?
1: B, like I' I'm Actually, honestly, probably like an A minus. Like it depends on the standard. Like, what is the standard for him now, right? Like, is there like so? Actually, I wanted to kind of talk about this. Um, I, I, I give him an A minus because, like, I okay. think it's unfair to give him a, like the Novak standard. Just like it's unfair yeah. that we ever gave Alcaraz the Novak standard. I kind that's how I kind of wanted to transition this to. There's probably more to talk about in Rotterdam, but I'm trying to keep this quick. Yeah. Um so to transition to uh, not Rio, uh, Buenos Aires. Um mm-hmm. I I think that like there's been a lot of like, oh, Alcaraz isn't you know isn't doing well, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and I get it, like he hasn't won a title in eight months, but I, I wanted to say two things about that. Like, first, mm-hmm. um, I like he's never been that great of a heart. Like, he like I think like fast hard has always been his worst surface.
2: Like, what does he have on
1: with fast, hardcore? I know he won the U.S. Open, but even that U.S. Open run, run was, like... I mean, any Grand Slam run is impressive, but he had several five-set matches, right? I think he had at least I three Like... He was
0: just more of a, a physical and mental beast than everyone in that event, right? And that's what won and him. And who's the
1: best guy he played? Sinner, maybe?
0: Yeah.
1: Right? Because he beat Root in the Sinner. finals, TFO in the semis, right? Like,
0: right. Beat Chilich in the round of 16. Like, it wasn't it like... Impressive, impressive, but like, yeah. I mean,
1: any slam is a slam, right? Any slam is good. Like, I'm not gonna bash any slam winner, but like, I think, like, we're a little bit like, I think we, I think everyone jumped. And, and we actually, like, we, we talked about actually going, staying a little bit on the other side of it. Cause remember, like, when Cliff Drysdale last year said, oh, like, Alcraz, like, yeah. really win like over 20 slams? So we were right. like, no, number should be like eight to 10. Like, yeah, I, I still think that's fair.
0: And I think people are jumping on that same bandwagon on center now that he's having. Oh, this yeah. there, there's this overreaction in tennis more than I feel any other sport.
1: Well, I also think in this era, because we're so unused to like, like people forget like the 2000s, like the early 2000s, when there wasn't like a single, like a, like a, a small dominant group, when yeah. like random players were winning slams, like when Gaston Gaudio right. won a French and like, you right. know what I mean? Like. You know, like we forget that, like, like, and it's surprising because, like, the women's game is like that.
0: Yeah, that's that's the way normal eras in tennis <laughs> happen. You know, like, it's you, we're so spoiled with the Federer and the Dolls and Djokovic, just, that just, you know,
1: and not just that, that but everything what I don't like about that statement is like, it's not just those three, it's the fact that you had like a dominant second tier, too. So you had like Murray, Vavrenka, sure. um, you know what I mean? You had, had... A
0: very, very strong second tier. It's, it's like true.
1: Aaron Burge would, like, clean out the rest of the field. Even, yeah. like, a stronger type of guy. Like So it was really... It was almost impossible. It was really hard to even get to, like, a semi or a final. But Do you
0: remember like- any guy in, like, the top, you know, ranked third between 30 and 40 in that era? Probably not because, like, those guys just overshadowed everything. You know?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So... Yeah, I mean, I, I'm gonna pump the brakes with Alcaraz. Like, yes, he's struggling now. You know, I, there's no doubt about it. But like, he's gonna get it back at some point. You know, he's too good not to. Like, I'm not like worried about his so career. Say,
1: undercount hypothetically be for his slam career, like a number of slams for the career. I'm still thinking like eight to ten is a fair number.
0: Um, yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, seven, seven to ten. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm in that same ballpark. Like 20 is, 20 was always is
0: ridiculous. 20 is ridiculous.
1: And like, that was the expectation that was put. And like, I just don't think it was like ever fair. And so now, like now we're all reacting the other way. Like, Oh, Alcaraz, like what the, what is he doing? Like he doesn't want to determine name. Like he still has been like, if you look at most of his losses, they're to like top guys. Like this, like, this one to yard was not good. hundred percent. No. Um, And one and he lost the one to Paul, but like, other than that, I think all his losses are like top five, top ten guys.
0: Yeah, lo- losing to Medvedev, losing to Novak, you losing know, to Zverev. like those are the pounds. Right. No, I mean, yeah, he's he's he'll be fine. I mean, I I think, you know, he kind of like dropped the gear after Wimbledon, and I think it it that's just human nature, especially for a young guy with all that fame coming your way, and all the, you know, the publicity and stuff like that. Like, it's only human nature, especially at that age, to kind of let your guard down a little bit, you know? And I feel like he was kind of riding that wave throughout, like, Cincinnati and the U.S. Open, but, like, it just, like, it's a it's a lot of weight on the shoulders, and I, I feel like he has to build it up again from, from, you know, from a pretty, not a low level, but, like, he has to build it up again you know he has to kind of pay his dues again that's the you know, oh i
1: the paying the dues is I'm, I'm done with the paying the dues but um <laughs> but,
2: I,
0: yeah, i'm just saying he has to start building up like he can't just like come to a tournament and you know expect to win it he has to like grind away and then
1: but I, of, I don't think it was i mean like i don't like, i think that i think the mistake my point is i made the mistake was ever like was ever putting him in a tier where I was like that was the case you know what I mean? like i think the like i think like general tennis media did that i think that was like like yes he's been a little bit worse post wimbledon i 100% like no i'm not going to debate that but like a lot of it is like mass by the fact that most of that was on fast hard and he's just like he's just not as good of a fast hard player as other surfaces mm-hmm. and the fact like after the wimbledon okay. we all we put the expectation on that he was going to dominate every surface
0: yeah, I I mean I also think that he kind of put some unneeded pressure on himself by always comparing himself to Novak and being like, you know, my goal is to catch Novak, and I I don't think that did him any favors.
1: Yeah, you know? I mean I mean I don't know it's it's yeah I I can see why you'd say that I don't know like, you know he seems like he's pretty honest with the media so maybe it didn't um, yeah I don't know like.
0: He is, but, you know, now he's the, the one that's being chased. He's not the the chaser, right? Like, so, and the, the young, the being the young 20-year-old or, you know, the, the teenager phenom, right? That That narrative goes away pretty quickly, you know? So he... Yeah. I just I, feel like he's going to have to kind like, of rebuild what...
1: Combination of the two. Like, I don't think he's actually that much worse either. Like, is he worse? Yeah, a little bit. But I don't think it's, like... Like I don't think it's like the sky, you know, it's, I don't think it's like the sky. Like my my career like expectations on him have not really changed. Like I think it was, you know, I, I think it was, there was just like a lot of overreaction. Yeah, again, like and going back to center, like so like, originally I originally said B, and like I think that's completely unfair. Like I think I think it's I think it should be like this was a tough draw. Like there were, you know, like Rublev was in this draw, Demonor was in this draw. Yeah. Um who else was in this draw? Uh he put in this draw got beat by Greeks poor, but like it wasn't like this was like a 250 draw.
0: Where no, like, yeah, it's, it's I mean, a like good this, draw.
1: Was a, this was a legitimate draw. So to win the event is a good week, like no matter what.
0: Right. Yeah. And
1: to win five match- matches, like I give a good the week. same
0: grade you did. I give him an A minus. Yeah. Like I don't think you can give him A considering he lost a set to Maufis, you know, didn't look great against Ryanich in that one set, you know, uh, I thought that the Greek sport match could have gotten way more complicated.
2: Yeah.
1: we had his moments. I mean, he had, yeah.
0: So, yeah, I mean, let's pump the brakes a little with center, right? Like he's going to have a dip, like, you know, he's not going to continue this form for the rest of the year. Like, yeah, you know, he's not going to win everything.
1: Yeah. It'll probably be the clay clay where he's going to have a hard time.
0: Clay. He's going to have a hard time. And yeah, I, I mean, right now, if they play, if if Sinner and Alcaraz played on a on a like a neutral hard court, like what would you put the line at? Hypothetically,
1: probably like minus one fifty, plus one twenty in favor
0: of Sinner. I would go. I would go way higher than that. At this present moment, I go center minus one seventy five, minus one eighty. Okay. Like Alcaraz plus one. with that one fifty? Okay. And probably like a three game spread, but like, and I probably take center at that price. Like, that's where I think the line should be, and I would still be inclined to take center at that price. Okay. So,
2: on a clay court.
1: I get it, but I think there's a fair amount of, of overreaction here. I'm I'm not overreacting
0: to Alcaraz in terms of the short term. Like I think he needs to fix something in the short term. But I think in terms of the career trajectory and like where he's gonna end up in the career, then that I'm not changing.
1: If you do power rankings right now, where would you put Alcaraz?
0: Um I'd put Sinner one. I put Medvedev two probably. I put Djokovic. Medvedev th- ahead of Novak. He made the final. Djokovic made the semis. Djokovic didn't he, look I mean, very good. What? Djokovic didn't look very good. The Australian Open. Yeah,
1: but Djokovic. I mean, he he was he was sick. There was a lot. There was some stuff going on. That was a weird. I don't know. That was a weird event. Like he didn't and look the- very good the whole event.
0: Okay, I mean, okay, Medvedev and Djokovic is two and three. However, whatever order you want to put it. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd probably...
1: Probably put Zverev at four. Oh, no way. See, I think that's overreacting to Sinner beating Alcaraz. Like, I get it, but like... Yeah, so I, mean, I so
0: think he won the United Cup, right? He had a he had a better he beat Alcaraz at the Australian Open, so I think you got to put Zverev at four right now, like two thousand twenty four power. I I, I,
1: rankings. Agree. I actually I would actually put Alcaraz above Zverev. I think I think he slides in at four for me because okay. like I get that Zverev beat him, but like okay, that's one match, right? And like Zverev is getting like historically, Zverev's given Alcaraz a bit of a hard time.
0: Okay. Yeah, you're right. I mean the the Yari loss slides him down. Like if that Yari loss didn't happen and he wins Buenos Aires, I probably put it for him.
1: His first time on clay in eight months. You know, first tournament on clay, and he didn't look particularly against Vavasori or Ugo Caravelli.
0: You got you got to beat these guys. Like if you're in the top five in power rankings, like you got you got to beat all these guys. Like any loss here is a bad loss. Let's let's just be honest for Alcaraz. I know? mean
1: not a good loss i mean and i agree like, i agree it's a bad loss but I'm, ki- I'm kind of willing to forgive
0: like okay all right now i probably put him at five
1: so then we're not that far off yeah. i just you know i just i don't know that i ever had him above novak even after he beat him at wimbledon like i think you know i mean like i was still but who's you know. six is it demon or rublev, rublev. He's rublev. I mean, actually, Rublev might might have an argument to be above zero Yeah, might have an argument to be above zero still.
0: Rublev made the quarters of the Australian Open, and he won Hong Kong. But uh, Hong Kong is kind of you just like throw it away almost, and then I mean, I, I probably put Alcaraz five, but Rublev is pretty close at six in my eyes. Like I think. Alcrest is probably closer to Rublev right now than he would be to Zverev in a way. Okay, like, so that's why I disagree. That's okay. why I
1: disagree. For me,
0: Alcrest is a clear number five. And if you talk about 2024 20, power rankings to me, he's he's five. And he's well, he, can't, like,
1: and he can't be any lower than six. if you look at the rankings, like Rune, Hubie, Fritz, a or seven through ten. And, yeah, like, forget Again.
0: well i actually put i actually put demon and dimitra probably right behind Rublev. i agree with that. those yeah. guys you know so yeah all
1: uh, right delray beach uh well
0: the final hasn't taken place there was rain from uh the, I, know, you know. I
1: know but um fritz looking good again on american hardcourt
0: i know i know how about how about paul paul's have kind of have had a resurgence these last couple weeks i
1: mean like I'm not surprised though. Like Tommy Paul's a really good tennis player. I don't think, I think it's unfair to like, you know, yeah, he choked against Mio, um, who's capable of playing good tennis himself. And like, what else are we bashing Paul? Like, I thought, I thought all of the American guys were just gassed by the fourth quarter of last season. So I'm giving like all those guys almost a pass for their bad Q4s. Cause with the exception of Shelton, I just thought they were all like gassed. Like, and that happens to a lot of guys. I mean, half the tour gets gassed by the end of the year.
0: It's a long season.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, I was impressed with Paul with his like very straightforward Shelton win. I was impressed yeah. by him, you know. This week, kind of backing it up, you know. I I picked Thompson and I like expect did, that I did not expect him, or
1: him to back it up.
0: Um, right. So we have to give him his props for that, you know. Yeah. And I I think the the match against Fritz. I, I don't know if you have a bet on it, but for me, like I think it should be a pure pickem. Oh, honest.
1: I disagree. I get it. I understand why you say that. But I just think that like like this is like the dream place for Fritz. I'll also check what tomorrow's weather looks like. But mm-hmm. like I don't know. I just think this is like yeah. Well, this is, I think it's a really good Fritz. Fritz style. vultures
0: up these two fifties. Has been you know he likes the like, Delray Beach conditions. He's done well well in the past. But I'm weighing that versus the Paul form. So if you kind of give them equal
1: weight, like I think it's a close match. Like I think it's Paul uh, form is much better than Fritz's. Like I get, he's playing well, but like Fritz, we just haven't like. Like, how can you say Fritz is playing poorly or that he's not playing like top ten tennis in this tournament? Again, like you put him on any. I, I'm a big fan of this. Like, I'm really riding hard on this. Like Fritz, like American easy tournaments, you get like a different Taylor Fritz. Like,
0: yeah, but this is also a harder opponent that he that then he's played in. I think any of these kind of tournaments recently.
1: Yeah, you're right.
0: It's harder than any one he played in Atlanta.
1: Yeah, I mean they played in Acapulco and it was a close match. So I don't think that like Yeah. You know, I get I get why you'd say it's I don't think it's a pure pick. I've got Fritz as a I think I I I kinda like the line where it was. It was like a minus one seventy five plus one thirty five or something. Ooh, okay. That's you what the bet? best one was, right? I think that's where
0: Yeah, and it moved in Paul's favor a little bit, but I, I got it earlier actually oh,
1: minus minus one forty plus one fifteen, and that's that's where I had it. Okay. I think I think Paul's got like a forty five percent chance. I don't think Paul's like dead in the water by any means. You have a bet? No, because I think the line is plus. It was one and a half, right? I think they, I think when I saw it was minus one forty plus one fifteen, and Paul was and. Oh, that's where I have it at. I have it at one and a half games.
0: So okay. I actually think that the the um fact that they didn't play today favors Fritz because he had the later match.
1: Oh, I don't. I don't know how much. I mean.
0: Cause it was a pretty yeah, early schedule. It was scheduled for like three o'clock. So like yeah, that's, that's, maybe a little bit. whenever you play at night and then you have to come back less than 24 hours. Like I know the match against Jerome wasn't long and that physical, but like still like, I think that's a slight advantage to the guy that played the earlier semi. I agree. Slight. Oh so, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's that. Uh, any, any other kind of takeaways from the, from the week?
1: Um, I mean, I have other takeaways, but I'm trying to keep it moving just because okay. otherwise it's going to be a five hour pod. We have three <laughs> minutes to go through.
0: Well, congrats to Facundo Diaz Acosta for coming in as a wild card and winning in his hometown. Like, I thought it was a uh, kind of. I watched the match today and, like, that, sure, that's that a shout really, out. really nice, very fair
1: shout out, Manny.
0: Yeah, great, great run for him.
2: I yeah, mean, that's, I
0: agree. that's amazing. So, um, all right, let's, uh, Let's head to Doha. Yeah, sure. We'll start in Doha.
1: All right. Sounds good. Short screen. So I think first we have to talk about the conditions here, right? Like yes. Always very windy at this tournament. Yep. Yep. Um, It's an outdoor hardcore. Um, it's also so like they play a lot of the matches at night. Or not a lot, but they play some of the matches at night. Yep. Um, at night it gets a little bit cooler here because it's in the desert. It gets like under 70 mm-hmm. um, Fahrenheit under whatever that is, 20 Celsius. So 18 Celsius, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah. So basically, I, uh, yeah. Uh, but I think I do think I have to be careful. I, I'm, I'm looking at players here who I think should be better in wind. Yep.
0: I'm totally weighing that variable very heavily, too. Today, I played oh, uh, yeah. Hugo Grenier to beat Maxime Cressy at plus yeah. 165. I mean, yeah. It, it was easy money you know like the wind is a huge factor here huge. i think it's a
2: huge factor so should huge. we go to the draw
0: so yeah let's go to the draw
2: um.
1: and it plays slow right um i think it's more like medium medium slow you know
2: what i mean
0: corey uh, email said it was slow
1: okay all right, I didn't see that. Oh. Yet I've always I don't know, I've always thought this play
0: 9% but... holds, I think.
1: Okay, that's less than I thought. I i heard I'd heard a different stat, like something in the, like the low 70s, but yeah. I guess it's still pretty slow no matter right. what.
0: So, top half of the draw, we got Rublev, uh the number 1 seed, he'll play the winner of Shevchenko or Gasquet. You got Alexandra Muller playing uh Andy Murray, and then you got Mensik to play Fokina. So, um...
1: Why Rublev? So, just getting to a betting angle here right off the top, something that I hit on the on the futures market here, I don't see why Rublev is minus 140 to win this. Like, I think it should I think it should be, like, minus 200 or something to win this quarter. Like, Shevchenko, like, he, he'll probably beat Gasquet, but, like, the over-under on number of smashed rackets in that match is, is 2.5. <laughs> like, in the way, Shevchenko's not going to be, like, excited about that. And then, like, Muller, like... Moore is fine, but like he's not beating Rublev. Murray's a dead man. man walking, although he did make the final here last year. Mensik is a nice play. actually. I think Mensik actually has a chance, but like that's
0: my one of my bets of the day in the first round, though. That that Mensik uh, Fokina, we'll get I, into that.
1: Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. So we'll be all over that. Actually, might end up being Gbm worthy because I really like yeah. that. one. I think Foki in the in, in a wind. Fokey, oh, you know, terrible! Wind. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, I. Uh... I wish Rublev wasn't in this quarter because I'd actually like to hit Mensik to win the quarter. <laughs> it's just if he gets there, I just like can't see him beating Ru- You know, beating Well, Ru- and, the pro-
1: and if you're going to do that, because I was looking at that too, I think if you want to do that, I think you're better off doing a rollover here. Okay, yeah. Because like, like I just like, in my mind, like when you want to play outrights or when you want to play yeah. futures is when the draw might fall apart in front of a guy. Mm -hmm. I don't think this draw is falling apart in front of Mensik. Like he might get Muller instead of Murray. And he's probably going to be a lower price there. But like, I don't think that makes a huge difference at this point.
0: Yeah, he lost uh, in the uh, challenger in Monoma to Kukushkin in the semis. But I feel like he just wanted to get his ass over the Doha. Like I, I, I didn't see that match, so I, uh, you know, don't quote me on that.
1: But... I just, I mean, I, oh, look, I think it's really easy to still overrate Linsic. Like he's not that good yet. Okay. Uh, but I like, like, look, he is. He has bad days, right? Like he's like a lot of these young, like, right, like he's young up and coming challenger level players. Like, yeah, his top end is really high, and it's easy to get excited about his top end. But like, you've got to grade these guys on like their median. You know what I mean, or on some average. Yeah. Yeah, and like the low end is pretty low with Mensik too. Agreed. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm uh, yeah, I yeah, I, like I think that. I think
0: a Mensik rollover is a nice look here for at least the first two rounds. You know,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so I I agree with that take. Um, and the that, thing
1: is, like, if you know. want to, I mean, you could even carry that rollover in against Rublev, and I think you're going to get like because he's already a dog against volkina so if you roll it, and he's probably going to be a flip against Murray or Muller, he might even be he might even be a dog there. He'll probably be a dog there too, I would think. Yeah. Um, we might actually have to make the
0: R- Rublev left to win the quarter though, GBM play because that that's that's nice.
1: Like minus one forty to beat like Shevchenko, and then like one of these other dudes, like like I think he I think he's like he should be minus four hundred in both those matches.
2: Yeah,
0: I agree. I think there's a
1: little bit of excitement here over Murray. Because like this is a good tournament for Murray, I just I can't back Murray right now.
0: No, no, I absolutely not. Um, I mean, I th- he could get through past Mueller. I mean, Mueller is like if you want to find your form, that's a guy you want to play. I guess like if you want to find yeah. your form against like a decent player, yeah, right? Mueller is a good guy to take- good guy to play. I mean, but Mueller is used to these conditions. He had a decent qualifying run, you know, like. Who did he beat in qualies? Oh, Lucas Klein, which is a decent one, four and four, and then uh, Richard, one and two. So, I mean, I uh, we'll go over the lines on that match, but like, that's really like a 50-50 match in my eyes. Okay. You know, so... Um, as far as the next quarter goes, we got Ugo Amber. <clears throat> he has a bye. He'll play the winner of uh, Pavel Kotov and Lorenzo Sonego. Then we got uh, Gael Monfils will play uh, BDZ. And then we got Zizhen Zhang against uh, Lorenzo Muzetti.
1: So Zhang is 9-1 to one this to win this quarter. And I'm torn on whether or not to hit it. I don't think I'm going to. I think I'm. I think I'm just going to pl- pl- probably play a money line rollover with him instead, depending on the line against between Monfies and, and VDZ. But he's a dog against Musetti in the first round. He's a plus. Well, that's
0: another guy. one of my plays, and we'll get into that. Yeah.
1: Um. um but I really, I'm fading Humbert pretty hard here. I just, I don't love Humbert on. I don't really think he's a great. Like, he's another guy whose head can be a little bit questionable. Um, and I'd prefer to play him on like. Like most of his success came on hard courts in like pretty good weather conditions or indoors. Okay. Um, I know he's playing well, but we really haven't, I don't know. I don't think like cool, cool, windy conditions are great for him. Well, he hits a
0: flatter ball, so I don't think that that plays up in windy conditions.
1: So I I I agree with you. This whole game does, like, yeah. So I'm, uh, I don't really know how Zhang's game would play in the wings. I think he's like starting to play a little bit smarter. But it's like, like, can he play smart enough to like, really like to play? Can he play three smart matches in a row? So I probably want him to win the quarter. I'll probably just play him match to match, but it's, um. I mean, yeah. the
0: thing is he hits big enough to hit through windy conditions, right? That's, that's yeah. also a part of it.
1: Another guy who I think actually has a really good chance to make a run here is Monfils. But his pricing is pretty, pretty crappy. I think he's like four to one to win the quarter. Ugh. Like, I think he's got a decent chance. I just think four to one is not a great price on Mofees, especially because no, like, you never know which Mofees is showing up. And I don't mean that from a motivation perspective. I think it's honestly more like the body at this point. I, I
0: can't get there. I think it's 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 a Zhang or pass kind of quarter. Like I think if you're going to back someone at a at a high price, you back Zhang. I can't get past any of these guys. Like I think Malfi's beats VDC. Like I think windy conditions is actually bad for VDC. To be honest, I you agree. Know, especially Monfies can I think Malfi
1: should ball be ball Zhang. Round. Maybe, maybe. He it can. depends on his body. Like that's that's probably pretty close to a pure flip in my eyes. If Malfi's plays Zhang, maybe but you probably should- get a
0: favorable line on Zhang though.
1: Right, like, might, like, no. is going
0: to be on like if, if Mofis is four to one to win the quarter, right? And Zhang is nine to one, like the yeah, right. I guess, but you think, yeah, you think. Um, yeah, this is a very interesting quarter. I, I, I'm interesting to see. Oh, I think it's really I, I think it's
1: pretty, I think it's pretty poor. I mean, it's like, poor from uh, like, but it. it I feel like there's a lot of guys that could potentially. Well, I think literally all seven of the guys in this quarter could win the quarter, and that's that's what makes it interesting. I'm not saying yes. I'm not saying I would back all seven of these guys. Yeah, but like, I think Musetti's like better than you think on a slower hardcore. Um, I don't think he's great, but I think he's better than you think. Um, I think and- I don't think wind is good for him though. Probably not. Probably not. Um, but is it really good for any of these guys in this quarter besides maybe Mofe's?
0: Yeah, you make a good point.
1: And Mofe's, you just don't know. Like he's just such a wild card, man. He's like he- if you if you rank
0: the guys who are like rank the guys in terms of who prefers wind versus who doesn't like wind.
1: Well, I like would be at the top of the list of guys who would be better in wind. Senego probably doesn't care. No, I think Sanigo
0: He's so timing oriented. Like I, I think he's he's erratic in, in non windy conditions. Like you add the wind to it, he's yeah. probably more erratic.
1: Yeah, you might be right. I really
0: yeah. like Pavel Kotov in that match. We'll get into that. Oh, I don't like Kotov though either. I think like I like I kind of want to feed both those guys. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. I I like Zhang there. I'm going to do the the money line rollover. Um. Going to the third quarter, we got Grispoor against Hugo Grenier. We got Paparin to play Shelby. Fushevik to play Bautista Agut. And Bublik is the four seed. Ew.
1: <laughs> this is another ugly quarter, right? It like is.
2: It is. Look
1: so at the guys in this quarter like Bublik. I can't imagine Bublik really, really being excited to play here. Like, I guess on the positive side, there won't be... I think the earliest they start this tournament is like 2 in the afternoon. So on the positive side he, he he'll be able to wake up on time um on the negative side he'll have to play he'll likely have to play a match and win which seems like a bad thing for him um a good a dead man walking fusavits like for a round fine but I, I don't know when the last time he's made us I mean, he actually did make a semi last year maybe even a final but like he's a tough guy to back to go deep in tournaments
0: so, Agu is a dead man walking, but he has played well in this tournament in the past. Like, he's won this tournament. He beat... What's that? I think he's a two-time champ. He is, and he beat Novak here. Like, so he yes. likes the conditions here. But at the same time, he's been so bad that, like, his form might just, like, scratch all the success he, you know... I mean, went.
1: that's back when he used to be good, right? That's back when he was a top-20 player. Yeah, this is that's not true. That's the same Agu. the same
0: RBA. That's true.
1: Um. Again, I say what I said about Fusovitz. I just I, it's hard to back him. And I think he's like five that to is. one to win this quarter, which I can't really back him at that price. I, I like
0: Popper in the win this quarter at fi- at plus five fifty. Oh, that that
1: dude. was no way. No. Not in- he's he's got such a long swing. <sighs> yeah, but like all
0: these guys struggle in the wind. Like Greek Sport too. It's gonna be a disaster for
2: him. Oh,
1: I've got to pick. I've got to pick for this quarter. You it's do. a sheet quarter. We're going Hugo G. Hugo <laughs> G. at twenty to one. <laughs> he's he's the worst player in the quarter. I, I actually show and him are probably pretty close, but like I he qualified, so like at least he's used to the conditions. <laughs> and like it, I mean, honestly, like who? Like I don't want to back anybody in this quarter. So I, I mean, mean
0: either. Yeah.
1: Like he he can't beat Greek Sport. He can't he can't beat Greek Sport coming off of. In, on a slow court that's gonna have wind and like coming yeah. off of that in Rotterdam, like
0: no, I, I I'm playing Grenier against Greek sport. like just he Greek you know. Sport.
1: He can't, he can be he can beat Poppy, Poppy's in, in on wind in wind if the ball's blowing around. Was it windy in Umag? I don't think so. I think Umag's is pretty nice weather generally,
0: but it's near the water, it's near the ocean, so usually it's more windy there. And he won that
2: tournament, but
1: but that's not an ocean, right? It's more of like a sea. Which might be different. It's like a smaller. It's like a small. No, it's like a smaller body of water. It's not like a. You know, I I don't know what the I don't know I don't <laughs> know what the calls. like. It's a good question, but I can't. I don't know. I can't. I, but I like. I get. I get. Like the, my my only condition. Like my only question on Poppy is wind. Other than that, I'd be fine. Andy just plays way too many overmatches. Like way too many close matches for me to like. Like playing a futures on him.
0: Okay, I like the Hugo G pick. That that might be another rollover candidate for me because he's going to be an underdog. But like,
1: man, I. But if Shelby beats Poppy, which I think is possible, he won't be that much of a dog there. And then if he plays like Fousevitz or RB, like I- unless he plays Bublik, he'll be a do- he'll be. I don't know how big of a. I hope he, he ha-
0: plays Bublik at two p.m. What? I hope he plays Bublik at two p.m. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but that's that's the play I've got. Here. I've got I've got a huge and actually he's he's one hundred and fifty to one to win the event. I think it's borderline playable for Hugo G. I didn't play it, but I think it's kind of an interesting play. Bash won this event, and Bash was a finalist
0: here. I know, I know, but you know, if you do that, you 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 have to play the each way. Because if he comes up against Rublev, he's dead. He's dead, right? So if you do that, you have to play the each way.
1: Yeah, and that's why I didn't. That's why I ultimately just took the quarter. Is because I do think there's right. a good chance he up against Rublev, and then it's just like it's it ends up playing out like my Greek sport forty to one outright this week did. where like you can't even hedge it. Yeah, like you get him to the you could get him through the quarter, which would be a miracle for a dude who's ranked like one fifteen in the world qualifier to get through to the quarter. Right. but it'd be like a minor miracle. You get them through this semi, and there's nothing you can do. It just doesn't matter. Like you can't. I guess at 150 to one at that point, you could start hedging, but like your hedge price is going to be terrible. Right, right. You're going to make like two units or something off of it. So
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, as far as the bottom, well, that's quarter, my play. I uh, it's Hugo G.
2: Yeah, I'm. Gonna,
0: was, I'm, do, I'm just going to do it's the rollover. A shitty
1: corner. Like, and it's a shitty quarter. Like, like. They, like I said, the only other guy I could see back in here, and Sean Calvert's pick was Poppy. Um, that's the only other guy I can see back in here.
0: Yeah, that's that's where I'm going at, at plus 550. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, bottom quarter, we got Stroof against O'Connell. We got Sepieri against uh, Rus Savori. We got Marajan against uh, Vit Kopriva. And then we got Kachinov, the number two seed here. So, um, I really want to fade Marjan here. I don't, I think wind is terrible for him, honestly. Um, I'm not, just, I mean, Kachnov is, he's, he's tough and, you know, but like, I think Rusevori played him tough. He he beat him in Hong Kong, you know. Um, Rusevori was three to one to get win the quarter. I was hoping he would be a little better. Uh, three to one, I can't really get there. Uh O'Connell did really well here last year as well, right? He he troubled Medvedev, he got I think it was quarters he got to. So I like him against Struff. I think Rusevori would be a tough matchup for him. Um but actually I like Zepieri there too since he qualified and he's actually been decent this year. I think it's a it's it's a solid quarter I think Kochnev should get through. I, I don't I don't have a player to win the quarter. I don't either.
1: If Kachanov is plus 125, and I think that's close to a fair market price, yeah, that usually just destroys all futures. When you have like if you have like a big favorite who's like close to fair value, if you're not going to back them, yeah, it all destroys because, like, okay, at that point, like if I think that like he's plus 125, so that means like 45% of the market's going to him, uh huh. So, like, there's only 50, and I think that's pretty close. So, like I think the other guys combined, the other six guys combined, have a fifty-five percent chance of winning. Like the book has to put their VIG in somewhere, right? So like there's it's gonna be all vigged up, the rest of those lines. Right. I think O'Connell would, would be an interesting pick at nine to one, but he retired against Billy Harris last week.
2: Mm, that's concerning
1: and he fatigue, which I don't know what that means. Ooh. When you cite fatigue in a first round match after one set. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Like, I legitimately don't. Like that could be good or bad. I have no interest in backing him.
0: Well, maybe he knows he has quarterfinal points to defend here, and he just wants to get over to Doha. Like,
1: I mean that—that's a reasonable narrative. The yeah. other narrative is like he's like sick or something, right? Right? Like it's very—it's a very strange. Maneuver. That is strange.
0: That's strange. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. No play there in the quarter. I mean. I, I, I really want to play the Rublev minus 140. You want to make that GBM?
1: Yeah, let's do it. Let's
0: do that. Um,
1: The other thing I played here that I didn't mention is on the outright, I played Rublev to win the event at plus 250. Like, who should beat him here? Like, who's got who? Who, like, who, like, besides maybe Kachanov? And I'm still not fully sold on Kachanov's formal, but he did look better in Marseille. I will. I do have to admit. He looked about as good as he's looked honestly. Yeah, I mean, I,
0: I'm a little bit higher in better than you are. Like, I think he's. I I agree with you. He's better on indoor like conditions without any elements. But like, I think he's playing damn well ten, good damn good tennis right now. Um. I think like last week in Rotterdam was kind of just like kind of a fade spot for Umber because you know he keeps coming off a title an emotional win in his hometown like that's hard to back up you know now he's had like five days to to get over that and you know get over to doha get acclimated with the condition i don't know how early he got there but like i think he should win that quarter it's just not good enough as a price here but i think those are the top top two guys i guess Kochnov is in that mold
1: I would way take Kachinov over Umber. I just don't trust Umber's head.
2: Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm not, I don't agree with that. I, I do trust him mentally. I think he's he's fine. Um, I just don't think that these conditions are great for him, and that's my my really my really my only concern. Um but I kind of weigh Kachinov and Umber evenly, I guess, here.
1: I mean, yeah, okay. If you think, and uh, then then Rublev is at plus two fifty, doesn't become as enticing. I mean, it's yeah. all about how you believe in Umber. I, I have no faith in Umber in in bad in like slightly difficult weather. Difficult weather, okay.
0: Yeah, and the fact that he would have probably, I feel like, have to go through both of them.
1: Oh, I have no. I I'm never backing. I'm I'm saying like the only the only difference like the, the like the, because like. If you weren't high on Umber, I would suggest you to take the outright with me on Rublev at 250. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you are higher on Umber, then that would be the reason not to. Because if you think he's going to make the, the semi and give Rublev a push, then like 250 is only decent if like, like honestly, I think Rublev, I don't really think, I think the only guy who should trouble him at all in this draw is Kachinov. Um, I mean, somebody else might just by chance. But I think that the only guy who should give him trouble here is Kachanov. So I'm, I'm on Rublev as a favorite. I've had a fair amount of success with these favorite plays, I feel like playing the favorite in these tournaments. Uh-huh. Like these shorter prices. When they're when they're like by far and and like again, like I think Kachinov's a decent number two here, but even then, like it depends on how much you believe in his form from just Marseille. Other than that, he's looked not really in normal Kachinov levels for eight months. So Yeah. I I don't
0: know. I feel like if Bublik gets to the final, it's a tough matchup for Rublev. Like you kind of you like I
1: wouldn't back Bublik here yeah. I mean yeah, Ruba yeah. beat him on grass at Wimbledon. It was a tough match. It was a fantastic match. But Ru really, I mean that that was like in much better conditions for Bublick, right? Like
0: Yeah, but like only night matches plus like I feel like Bublick feels the pressure to gain some I mean he did in Montpellier, but like
2: he's oh, not he's gonna gain,
0: points. he's not gonna gain any points until the grass. Right? Like this is it for him.
2: He's
1: got his tournaments, man. He's, he's he gets maybe
0: Dubai, but like he's not going to do anything on the clay, right? So he basically needs to vulture up some points. So why does he need to vulture up points? He's got plenty of points. Well, I mean, if he doesn't defend the the Halle points and the round of 60 Wimbledon points, then then he won't have points.
1: I still have plenty of points. He has two other titles. Okay.
2: He's got
1: plenty. Like to stay on the tour, he's got plenty. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, just, I'm, okay. Keep getting into tournaments, like.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm higher and embarrassed. I'm not going to play the plus two fifty, but yeah. I will play him to win the quarter. Rublev, hundred percent, hundred percent there. Um. All right, you want to get to individual matches? Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's Let's do it. So first match is Pavel Kotov against Lorenzo Sanigo. Uh, Kotov is a two-game dog, plus one twenty on the money line, over/under of twenty-two and a half. Sonigo is minus one forty-five. Uh, I'm on the Kotov money line, plus one twenty. I I think windy conditions is really bad for Sonigo. Um, you talk about Popperin's big swings, like I think Sonigo has even bigger swings.
1: But so does Kotov, like. I don't know. I don't think this is particularly great. I think I, I think I passed on this one. I'm trying to look this up, make sure, but I am pretty sure I passed here. I don't really think that like, I don't think there's much i like about either of these guys. Yeah. I passed here. You passed here. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I don't know. Kotov is a, is a good competitor. I mean, actually both of these guys are good competitors. Um, I don't know. I'm maybe I'm weighing too much. Like Kotov's form at the end of the last year, you know. Yeah, what are Kotov's
1: well. indoor outdoor splits?
0: Good question.
1: So Kotov indoors since 2022, 21 and 10. Outdoors 21 and 19. But a lot of that's weighted by the run at the end of last year. But still, I don't know that. Yeah, I mean, maybe. It's hard to say. Since 2020, 50 and 28 indoors. 26 and 24 outdoors. So I feel like outdoor hard courts are tough for him.
0: Okay. And he plays better on clay, I would say, right? Yeah,
1: I guess. So this is a little slower, which will help, him. I don't know if the wind is great. But Kotov's better than you think on hardcore. Like he's not he kind it, it, it's similar. He is like Sonic goes kind of an all quarter too. I don't think it really matters that much for him either. Like I think the line is like 20 cents off. Like I think this should be closer
0: to like plus
1: 105. Oh know. wow. Man, I mean yeah. then you should it, right? Like, I just don't yeah, I don't I don't agree. Um, but I get where you're going with it because like, yeah, this all depends on how much you weight the form of Kotov. Um, I don't think Snegov, I mean, Snegov's not hasn't won much lately, but I don't think it's, you know, that bad. I can see where you're going with it.
0: Yeah. I mean, you can't take too much stock into those two wins because like 99% of the tour are going to lose to those two guys, Alcaraz and Dimitrov, right? So, Yeah. Um Yeah, I think it's 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 a close match and I'm going to take the plus money. That that's really what it boils down to. And I think Koto, slightly better in wind. Slightly. Not, not by I think running, the over here could be a
1: good look, too. I'm not playing it, but I think the over here could be an interesting look. Over?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I would, hey, I would
0: play the, short... the three-set line, though. What's the yeah, three? I think that's probably a better way to play it. What, what is the three sets? Plus
1: 130. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's an interesting look.
0: Yeah, it is. All right, next match here. Xizhen Zhang against Lorenzo Muzetti jang is plus 125 on the money line is For jang,
1: a- jang is a dog so i'll hit it
0: <laughs> that's all you have to say right yeah is it gbm worthy
1: probably not but i've got this as closer to pick like i think yeah okay
0: yeah i'm hitting jang on the money line too i, I don't think there's much to say it, right
1: let's so, let's see what else comes up and maybe we'll end up playing it but yeah
0: okay Uh, Marjan against Vit Kopriva. Marjan is a three-game favorite, minus two hundred on the money line. Kopriva is plus one sixty-five. Over/under of twenty-two and a half. I'm all over the Kopriva money line at plus one sixty-five. I mean, what has Kopriva done on hard courts? Well, he qualified here, so I think that always, uh, you know, goes for something. That always does, especially in like kind of tricky conditions. Like, I think that that's a huge factor. Beat yeah. Martyr three and one and then beat some uh some guy ranked out of the top two thousand. So I guess you just weigh the way that martyr win, but that's decent. It's more that for me it would be more the fact that he played four sets. Martyr's been crappy this year, too, hasn't his Martyr even he won a match? He's been here. really bad, but like to beat him three and
1: one is not bad. I mean, for me, it's more that he just played two matches. So but you, he you, saved
0: he... 12 break points. He saved 12 of 12 break points against Martyr today. Well, That's probably
1: not a good thing, right? That means he faced 12
0: It's not. <laughs>
1: And he lost to local eye last week in Bahrain.
0: Yeah, but I, I think Marjan is so bad in windy conditions. Like th- this could be a this could be a floor match for Marjan.
1: Yeah, it could be. It could be. I just I think some of that's baked in. Um I don't I don't really love either of these guys. Um I'm passing here, but I get the I get the logic. I'm just passing. Okay. All right.
0: Fushevik against Bautista Agu. Uh, Fushyevik is a two-game favorite, minus one sixty-five. RBA is plus one thirty-five. Over under twenty-two and a half. I'm laying the two with with I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue the hard fade on RBA.
1: Pass solely because of Augusta Agut's previous success here. Okay. I'm not playing RBA, but the success makes it enough is enough is scary enough for me to pass. Okay, I I actually think
0: RBA like if it is windy, like he lacks explosion now, like he's gonna have a hard time hitting through it on a slow court. Yeah, maybe. Like, I maybe. think
1: that, that's. But he's he's been so good here in the past. I gotta, I, I can't. I mean, like and then, like look, like, I mean, Gooch won a couple matches this year. Like I know it was Serendolo and somebody else, but like. Mm-hmm. I don't think like okay. I don't think he Yeah. Like I was hoping I was hoping to to bat Fusovits here, but I think like he's already minus one sixty five on the money line. I think there's already quite a bit built in here. Okay. Three sets could be interesting with those, both those guys because they're both pretty good competitors in a first round match. That that'd be another interesting look, I think, here. I'm not playing it because I have no faith in RBA, but I think it'd be an interesting look. Plus one
0: thirty five. Yeah. I'll play it. No, nice. I, I I like that 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 look. I, it makes sense. It makes sense. If it was plus one twenty five, I'd lay off. But plus one thirty five is is nice. Uh, pop in against Shelby. Um, Popperin is a two and a half game favorite, minus two hundred. Shelby is plus one sixty five. Over under twenty two and a half. Um, I think this is right.
1: I've played the over games here. Okay. Yes, I played the over games. Um, looking at something with Pop Rin, Um, On hardcore, last 50, or since the beginning of, what was I looking at? The, what was the set I was looking at? I think it was since the beginning of 23 on hardcore it's gone over the 22 and a half
0: yeah he does seem to play it's a lot of
1: time it's like i'm i'm doing the counting right now and it's very quick counting but yeah. it's like- like it's literally like over, it's like 70% of the time that he's gone over since the beginning of 23, since he's he gone over 22 and a half. Wow. He plays a ton of tie breaks. He's like because he cause he's got a good serve and he's got a big, big serve plus one game, but then yeah. when he has to try to break serve, he doesn't move well enough. Um he should um so so there's that. Um there's he struggles against lefties for some reason. Really? Uh, versus lefties, they're not nearly as good.
0: Yeah, fifteen and twenty-nine against lefties. Lost yeah. the last two to Stricker.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's tough. So many of these are not
1: like tour level guys because he was a challenger level player for a while. I'm like, yada yada, but I guess not all because he, he was kind yeah, of tour even
0: level against player. these lower rank guys. He's still playing long matches. I may have to tail you on that. That's a good look.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's it's
0: juice though.
1: I mean, if you if you really feel confident in it, you could play the the twenty the twenty three at minus 105. I mean, I I'll I'll I'll, I'll like. That twenty three is such a key game yeah, that I'm willing to I'm willing to lay the minus one twenty five because that's a huge game in men's tennis. Like seven six six four is actually like a more common scoreline than you think. It is, um, but but yeah, that's, that's where I've gone. Um, show I want a set here last year from Quan. Um. You know, for a, guy, which for a guy who was, like, at that time, I think he was, like, just coming out of college after playing, like, number five or six singles at yeah. Florida. He's a much better player now. Um You like the over 10 and a half games in the first set of plus 180? I think that's a good look. I think, like, any overs here are a good look.
0: I just wish that wasn't juiced. It's too much.
1: 125? I don't know Popper hit like I said seventy percent like no man like the dude just yeah, yeah. and like Shelby's he's you know this is like like he got a wild card here because he's I guess he's Jordanian I don't actually know if he lives in Jordan anymore um, I doubt it um, but like yeah you know I don't know I'm I, I, I Shelby's got a big game too he's kind of similar to Popper Although he moves better, he just misses a lot. Um, I like
0: the the look. I'm gonna wait. Uh, if if this line doesn't move before match time, because I think uh, that match is tomorrow later in the day. So like, I'm either gonna play that or the over ten and a half in the first set. Okay. So, uh, Shevchenko and Gasquet. Um, Shevchenko is a three game favorite, minus two fifteen on the money line. Gasquet plus one seventy five, over under twenty two and a half. Uh, I'm all over Shevchenko
1: minus three. I disagree. Not any great wins, but Shev- but Gasquet did win a few matches in a challenge. He played the uh, the Monima. I think he played the Monima Challenger in Bahrain last week, and he did make the semis. I think.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Not any great wins, but like that's something. I don't know that Shevchenko's like mature enough. If it's windy conditions, that I'd want to lay three games. I'm a pass on this. I don't. I don't believe in Gasquet either. He's a dead man walking. But like. I think this is a pure pass match for me.
0: I, yeah, so um Gasquet got to the final and he lost to Kukushkin.
1: Oh, it was the Beton Fout Finals, yeah.
0: But, like, he played a lot of tennis, you know? So, for a dead man walking to play five matches in a week and then come back and back it up, I think that that's, that's a lot. Um I agree with the maturity at angle on chipchenko like, he's also coming and from... And, like, Gasquet
1: is a... Gasquet is a professional.
0: He is, but is a better tennis player. Yeah. And, like... Uh,
1: pass! Like I said, I'm... I'm I... am I, You know, I, I can see both arguments, besides both sides.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, Moeller and Murray. I have two plays here. Um... Muller is a one game dog plus one ten on the money line. Murray's minus one thirty over under 22 and a half. So I'm playing the three set line here at plus one twenty-five. Yep. And then I'm playing the Muller money line. I'm gonna split it.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of thinking maybe the same thing. I do think Muller, I actually think Muller should be a slight favorite here. It's funny yeah, as I, I think did, the line should be flip-flop. I I hundred percent agree. We're we're in a hundred percent alignment here. I'll um, we'll probably end up doing the same thing what is the, what is the three set line here is it
0: 130 130? but I, I think it's, that's good enough for me
2: okay
1: I get it I don't think it's a terrible play I wouldn't play the two sets at minus 165 that's for damn sure uh, yeah
0: <laughs> I don't know if I've, if I've ever played the two set line. I've no, I've never played it either. But
1: like if I'm gonna do that, I usually
0: just play the under games. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, Murray's been really bad, and I, I don't know. I I like the fact that Muller qualified, so I do think those lines should be flip flopped. Yeah, um I'm yeah.
1: probably just gonna go for Muller, and that's it. Just the more money line. More
0: money line. Okay uh Monfils against VDZ uh Monfils is minus 140 in the money line one and a half game favorite v, uh, VDZ is plus 115 over under 23 how about the under here like why is this 23 I feel like this should be 22 and a half
1: I get it I get it I think that's but like, I, I think it's. It's. I still think like it's a slightly negative EV play, given your laying juice. Like, if you could get the under twenty three at minus one ten, I'd probably take it. But it's like just outside of what I'd want to do, because I get your point.
0: Like, it doesn't make any sense that this one is twenty three.
1: It's just because it's a close match. Okay. And VDZ serve right. Like VDZ is a more serve oriented player. That's the reasons. I, I can't get a read on I, I not don't, I, I don't think that... I think that it should be 22 and a half. It's just, like, usually a half game, right, is, like, hard to... But as you I know said,
0: th- that's such a big game.
1: It is such a big game. But, like, yeah, it's close. I think it's close to zero EV if you want to play the under. I don't think it's a bad look.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I have such a struggle to get a read on VDZ. Like, is he a power player? Is he not a power player? Is he a... Yeah.
1: Offensive. I feel like he's an offensive, like, he's kind of like a, maybe like a bad version of RBA, but he's not as good at grinding, which is why he's a bad, bad version. Like, he's like a, he's like a sneaky offensive player, right?
0: Yeah, he has like this weird injection of pace, but then like, sometimes it feels like he has no power whatsoever. And he just like loops the ball on the court. Like, I have no idea, like what kind of player he is.
1: The other problem in this match is that Monfils is a wild card. Like he's a wild card in the tournament, which doesn't matter. But like he's just a wild, like you just don't know what Melfi's you're gonna get. Yeah, not that he's not motivated, but it's just like it's it's. I think it's like you know, it's it's partially the body. He could he could you know he could play possum for too long and blow the match because of that. Like a VDZ does the same thing. So I don't think he plays possum to the level of Monfils. VDZ plays bad and gets like. I don't know, he gets like melancholy, but it's like different. <laughs> melancholy. That's a exactly great different. word for him.
0: It's a great, he's He always looks melancholy. Yeah. Like, just like, no energy. Yeah, I don't know, this is a very weird match. Like, I, I don't have any read on this, and I'm probably yeah, going to stay away
1: passing. It. I think this line is like, I don't think this line is like, completely disrespectful to either player. So yeah. I don't really feel I need to play it.
0: It's under a pass for me. Okay. Uh, Guilo Zepieri, um, against Emil risavori Guilo? Guilo, no, I don't it's Guilo, I think it's Julio. Julio, GIU,
1: right. yeah,
0: whatever. I'm, I'm not, we're not, neither of us are Italian, as you can probably tell. Um, so Guilo is a uh, plus four. Uh four game dog plus 225 on the money line and then um Rusevore is minus 285 and the over under is 22. I got two plays here. I'm splitting my unit between the uh over 22 and the Zepieri money line.
1: 100% disagree.
0: I see why you'd say that. Uh, okay.
1: Savori, I think is like 8-0 versus lefties in the last 52 weeks or something. Okay. And he's like 8-0 or 9 or 9-1 or something versus guys outside the top 100. So based on that, I'm I'm a pass. But I 100% get like I was gonna play a and then I looked at those stats on Rusevori, which which took me off of it.
0: Well, I'm never ever ever backing Rusevori in this spot, right? Even with those stats, I I, I don't think I'll ever back Rusevori as like near as nearly a three minus three hundred favorite. I, get um, I Plus, get I don't think these conditions are necessarily good for Rusevori. I get uh, it. Especially in the first match, like if he gets through this match, then I would be more willing to back him going forward. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I I like the fact that Pierre qualified. That this is a good enough number for me. Like I, if I got if it was plus one ninety or plus two hundred, I'd probably lay off.
1: I mean, I get everything you're saying. I hear everything you're yeah. saying. It's just based on those two stats that I mentioned That's... before that keep me off of this.
0: Uh, Next match. I don't
1: understand why, but I tend to put stock into that.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, Mensik against Fokina. Mensik is a three-game dog, plus 185 on the money line. Fokina is minus 225, and over-under is 22.5. I think we kind of alluded to it, that we really like the Mensik money line here.
1: Uh, Actually, I went with the Mensik plus the three games.
0: At that point, that the does three games with Fokina really matter?
1: Yeah. Because of the choking aspect. Like, even if he gets the lead, he could choke it. Like you have like your back, you have like the backdoor choke. This is a two-unit play for me, and I put one unit on each, the, the plus three in the money line. Like in my, in my mind, this is like the one time when I actually like a plus games, or one of the two times. Like the first is like good server and you're just hoping for not a lot of breaks basically for the over. The second is this when you can get a um the second is this when you can get a... a back like, I,
0: I, for cover.
1: Well it's it's like I guess I see like like Folky like theoretically if Folky plays his best he probably does win by more than three but like you've got a lot of like you've got a lot of outs here for the three. Um like like obviously he could just win the match outright, but you've also got like three sets could come in right. In which place point you, you probably cover because like Mensa could play a really good set, Foki could choke. Like there's a few like there's a few outs here for you. There's a few like there's a few outs that you get by taking the plus three. So that's why I've like I said I put one unit on each. I put one unit on the plus one eighty five and the one unit on the plus three.
2: I'm oh,
0: I'm only two units on the plus one eighty five. I don't think the. Uh... That three games really matter because I could see Mensick winning a, um, <clears throat> losing a six one set, but still winning the match. And I could see the other way around as well. Like, I, 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 this is a high variance match for me. Um, especially, but with Foki and the wind, I think that's, that's a terrible combination. Um, and I also feel like Foki can just like, he can, he can dud here. You know, I agree, and then the three I, doesn't really come into play because, like, if Foki does and then Mensick wins this four and four or three and four, like, that's just play the money line.
1: I mean, the question is, <laughs> right? Like, the question is, does the three come into play like 15, like, a little like 15% of the time? It's a fair point, it's yeah.
0: I mean, I can't really see Fokey winning this like six and six and six or...
1: No, it would be Fokey in three sets. You're getting you're getting the Fokey in three, basically, in, in three sets.
0: But if... Okay. But if Mensik... If Mensik loses a 6-1 set there, which is very possible here, because like as we said, Mensik has those bad patches. He's still a young player. <clears throat> then you might not even get there.
1: Yeah, I mean the 3 sets isn't a guarantee, right? It's why the the, the plus 1.5 sets is like, like my I could see Mensik winning this 6-4 1-6 7-6 or something like that. I mean, fine, he could, right? Like a lot of things could happen this match. Um yeah, I don't know. I don't I just yeah. I would I get... you be willing
0: to make the uh plus 25 uh, GBM? Sure. Okay.
1: All right. I do think there's I do think there's value in the plus three. Um, I'm trying to look up how Fulking has done here in the past. He's, he must have played this event a couple times. Foki did make the quarters here last year. He's made the quarters here twice, which is kind of interesting.
0: I do think that the slow court favors him. The it slow does for
1: court sure, for sure. Yeah, and you, like you just—you don't know. You, you really don't know with how how bad the wind is getting. Like, we keep talking about the wind, but like, it doesn't need to net, Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, you could get a calm period. Like, you never know. It's a little tricky,
0: right? Yeah, It's like a gusty kind of wind, right? Like yeah. that's so. Uh, Leonard stroof against Chris O'Connell. Uh, Struff is a two-game favorite, uh, minus one fifty-five on the money line. O'Connell's plus one thirty over under of twenty-three. Um, I really like the
1: O'Connell money line plus
0: one thirty here.
1: Uh, I would, except for the fact that he is fatigued. So no thanks. It's a pass for me. Like okay. I'm just not gonna. I'm not gonna play a dude who's like fatigued. Like what does that mean? Like does that you know what I mean? Like. Uh... Okay. Uh. I and mean, we've seen too many instances of guys getting sick, you know, and then and then playing terrible for like two months. Uh, like, I don't know if you yeah. saw, I think it was on Twitter. I saw like somebody reposted the, uh, like that's what Corey said about Sarundalo. He said he got sick to start the season, lost a bunch of weight, and then he hasn't been able to regain his form mm. since then. So like I, I just, I don't know. Like it's, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I hear you. I hear you. Like, otherwise I'd be all over the O'Connell money line, but I'm just not going to play a guy who's fatigued or who claims fatigue a week earlier. Yeah. I, I, I
0: mean, I didn't hear that. Um, that comment from O'Connell, but I mean, I, I, I am more nervous about it now. That's
1: the only reason I know about this. Um, because otherwise it's like impossible to find injury news. Yeah. Where do you but, find that? What? Where do you find that news? Sean Calvert's podcast, he said that, that okay. was the, that that was his what he cited.
2: Okay.
0: All right. Uh Greek Spore against Hugo G.
1: Uh <laughs> This is my favorite play of the day for tomorrow or for this the first round. Okay. I love Hugo G to win a set here at -110. I like that too. In 9 of his last 10 matches against the against top 100 players, Hugo G's won one of the first two sets.
0: I like him to win the match too, honestly.
1: Yeah, I just get skittish at these long and I I I I do too. I just get skittish at these longer odds because, like, the favorite long shot bias starts to come a little bit into play. Like, the books put more juice. At least the way I understand is the books put, like, more of the juice against the dog.
0: Mm-hmm. I think
1: because they also know, that like, more people are probably going to hit that plus 275 than hit the minus 350. Right. Like, you'll get some pros who will hit minus 350 money lines, but, like, all your – like, no no casual or, like, semi-casual like us is very rarely hitting a minus 350 money line. Right.
0: Exactly. So I like he, a lot I like any been really been pro set, Hugo though. G line though. Like what? I like the I like the over twenty-two here. I like the plus four because I don't think Greek sport is gonna break that often. You know, yeah like, I get any, any
1: pro Hugo G line is pretty good here. Yeah. I like plus plus three and a half at plus one oh or like or, or another time too. to play the over eleven, which is basically the same as the to win a set. But the over 11 could be an interesting play for Hugo G. I prefer the
0: plus three and a half at plus 105.
1: Yeah, that might be a nice look too. It's interesting. Yeah. But yeah. Anything, I think Hugo G here is good. My favorite is to win a set. Win but a yeah, set. anything. We, we can make that GBM too. Cool. Awesome. That's,
0: that's a good one. Yeah. All right. So that does it for uh, for Doha first round. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to uh, Rio. Yep. All right. Rio de Janeiro.
1: So when it comes to this tournament, the key conditions are hot and humid. Right. Eighty-seven degrees. Looking at temp uh, at humidity above fifty percent most of the days. Also, a lot of like a lot of small chances of rain in the forecast. So be wary of that too.
0: There is a lot of rain.
1: But it's all like third. It's all like scattered storm kind of stuff. There's not, like, any, like, 100% washout days. So you just don't know. Right.
0: Okay, that's good. I mean, it's it's good for tennis viewing because I, I've watched this tournament multiple times and I've seen a lot of, like, just pure washout days, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, this so is basically... Washout, right? Like, that's basically,
1: the problem, right? Like, if you get a thunderstorm, you it could wash out for, like, most of the day, at least.
0: Right. Yeah. This, um... This tournament is, like, very similar to the Buenos Aires. It's just a 500.
1: Similar draw. Yeah, well, I mean, right, but it makes sense because, like, like guys aren't coming from Europe to this event. Right. Like, if they played Rotterdam, they're just going to stay over there. Or they're going to go to Doha. They're not going to come, like, make this think, trip, like, a clay event.
0: I think it's one of the weaker um, 500s of the year, right? Probably is the weakest.
1: Yeah. Is Acapulco a 500?
0: Yeah, but usually a pretty good field shows up for that. Like most of the guys that, that are playing Los Cabos, they're going to play Acapulco.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's another one that's pretty close, but there must be one or two other pretty weak 500s. But yeah, this is this is definitely on the weaker end. I agree with yeah. that
0: statement. But still a great tournament. I, I enjoy this one.
2: Yeah, I uh, like watching this one too.
0: So Alcaraz against Montero. That's uh, a so, oh, I, that's a tough matchup for me.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I know, Manny. Yeah, that's an unfortunate draw, especially because... Like, hey, yeah, the-
0: it you is. You
1: haven't been playing very well lately, so it's the first time you've gotten to play in a tournament in a while. and they give you this?
0: <laughs> it's not not very nice. Not very nice. Uh, Meligeni Alves against uh, Pedro Cachin. Got Diaz Acosta, the Buenos Aires uh, champion. will play Stan Wawrinka. Who gave me one of my more painful losses of, of of the week? I had like a twenty to one parlay to cash. Uh, he was serving for the match against
1: Yari. This event. What's that? Like, how did he pay off? Was that? How did Mute qualify for this event? Who did he pay off? <laughs> uh,
0: I, I. Who the hell knows? I mean, I know MP9 was like watching his matches.
1: Actually, didn't Mute make a final here some years back? I think he did. Really? But weirdly, Mutet and I don't, it makes zero sense. But I think Moutet's a former clay, a former finalist here. Maybe not. No, he's not. I mean, that might have been Doha. That might have been Doha where he's a finalist. Yeah. You can look up, I think they have a vent there. You can look up Rio.
0: He beat Ugo Carabelli. Carabelli retired. And then he beat Puccinelli del Almeida. 4-3.
1: Well, he beat one guy. One guy retired. One which be you know probably. Yeah. I know. All right. So that's not as exciting.
0: No. But I mean, what catches your eye in that quarter?
1: Um, I mean, so I would like Baez, but his form's been kind of up and down so far on the golden swing, which I'm not loving. Um I don't necessarily love Vavrinka in these conditions combined with like, if there's any rain and any matches, get pushed over. That's really bad for Vavrinka. Yeah, that's bad. Um... I mean, it should be outgrass pretty clean, right? Like, like, Montero could be a fun first round match, actually. But I don't see how Montero wins. Um, Kachin hasn't looked great. And I think he's better with some altitude. Uh, Diaz Acosta just played a really long week. And I think winning a title is probably a pretty big thrill for him. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in his home country. I think that, that's basically, I think that's really close to where he grew up too. So that, that's gotta be a pretty big thrill. So I don't know how yeah. much of I trust him playing back this week. Um, so, I mean like the quarter price is going to be terrible here. Alcraz is minus minus one fifty to win the event. I, sh- I, I, I'm guessing the quarter price is probably like minus 500 or something insane. Right. I don't see anybody beating him, but there's no way I'd back Alcraz at that price.
0: No. I couldn't agree more.
1: Um, can't even figure out who I would get behind if it was. like I want to fade Alcaraz, but who do I get behind here?
0: So I I bet Baez to win the event at 22 to 1. Okay. Um, and for me, Baez is I didn't back him each way, it was just like a uh, bias to win the event because he has to play Alcaraz in the quarters. Um, so I, I, I like that play because I think if he gets through that match or like Alcaraz has another dud, like it it basically it's it's like another 250 minus Alcaraz, right? So
2: Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Backing him in, in these kind of tournaments is is always a you know a decent option. Yeah. So and like, if I'm going to like, I don't know what buys his price to win the quarter is. I don't think those prices are out yet, but like I wouldn't back him to win. I'd rather back him to win the event than the quarter because like he has to beat Alcaraz to win the quarter. Yeah. You know, so you got a better price on the event. So um, I went there. Um, as far as the second quarter goes, we got Surindalo to be Komasana or to play Komasana. Uh one Pablo Varias against uh Albert Ramos Finolas. We've got Dusan Lyovic, the uh the top 10 slow clay player. That was a bad take for me. Uh <laughs> we'll play Daniel Galan against uh and Zapata Rales will play Lazlo Giri. Uh it's a pretty weak quarter, man. I'd actually I might I would might back my guy, Dusan Laiovic to win this quarter like i think he's the best player
1: in this the price on Livic and um and and uh what is the price on Livic and jerry to win the event what are their prices
0: 40 to 1 jerry's 16 to 1 that's not good at all
1: what um i mean is it that bad
0: I didn't like what I saw from him against Vavasori, to be honest. Oh, I
1: I just think that was a random bad match. Like, he just, he looked so mentally, like, he didn't even look like he was interested. Yeah, I know. Which, to me, is almost, like, better, because I feel like, Jerry, like, he does that. Like, I, I feel like there's, like... And he wasn't as bad as it looked the first time I watched it, but, like... Like, I just feel like, Jerry, there's, like... I don't remember the match against, like, uh... Constant Lachin last year at uh I think it was in Auckland when he just like threw the match away at the end. I think he lost like seven six in a tie, but he just like threw it away. Like he had match points and just like started bombing balls off the fence. Like I just feel like there's matches where like he just like doesn't seem particularly interested in winning. Yeah. And like like I don't know after this I don't know if you saw the service game he played at four or five against Bavasori. Oh,
0: it was terrible
1: after that game like you got to smash a racket and the fact that he just like walked to the chair and didn't look particularly bothered was yeah. like actually concerning to me like
0: yeah i i i I think you can maybe sprinkle on Leivik 40 to 1 to win the win the event like if, if laivik plays yuri in the second round like i think that's a pretty close match like this. I think I, huge... I bet
1: that it's pretty close to a flip. We agree.
0: Exactly. Yeah, and that this I'd price play... difference is huge. On this yeah. I, yeah. I'm
1: not, I'm, I'm going to play Livic over uh, Jerry. So yeah. I mean, the only one I really have to evaluate here is Livic. I mean, man, I think he's got a pretty good shot at winning this quarter. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, like, I think it's like, it might be as high as like, one out of four for him to win the quarter.
2: Yeah.
1: And the only question is just like, can he beat Alcaraz? Or can somebody take Alcaraz out before that? And- it's probably pretty close. Like I, I I'm yeah. I'm considering it. I, I very well might end up doing it. It's by far my favorite price on the board so far I'm looking at all those guys so far we've looked at. Yeah. Um, but yeah.
0: I would like to see what live is to win the quarter because if he's anything better than like six to one, I'd probably hit that.
1: Oh, I'm actually further than you. I think it's more to me. It's more like, like three to one, probably four to one. I'd like to see three to one, four to one to win the quarter. Cause like, I think he's basically a flip versus dare. Maybe a, a small dog well, but based on the these one.
0: quarter prices or the, the outright prices. You're not like jury going to be a pretty sizable favorite.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: in which maybe a but
2: role nobody else, better. like
1: Live, which I think is better, like significantly better than anyone else right now than anyone else in this quarter. So, is a hard fade to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Varias is actually slightly scary, but I mean, he still is Juan Pablo Varias. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, like, like yeah, is it,
0: no, that's the right you know way to say it. What he's still Juan Pablo Varias, that's that's the best way to say it,
1: yeah, like. Yeah. Um like I think like I would prefer Live, like just straight up, right? Like like no prices. Like if I was bracket picking, I would pick Live against any of those four guys. Like the only guy I would pick above Live here is probably Jerry but it's not like it's not 16 to 1 versus 40 to one to me. It's it's right. closer than that. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's I'm interested to see the the, the quarter price. And then like I think the event price. Who else is in the top quarter again? The problem is if Alcaraz doesn't make it, five is a pretty good chance. Um, yeah, someone would
0: have to knock Alcaraz out before the semis, yeah. right? Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I don't know. I I think this quarter is pretty tough. Like if Diaz Acosta is able to get over that Buenos Aires win and and you know perform at the same level he did there, you know that could be decently tough you know Vavrinka getting winning three matches would be tough for him especially if there's some rain I agree with you so
1: it's human I don't know if that's good for him
0: and then Baez he's just really good on clay you know like he he hasn't hasn't been good but if he finds his form and plays a really good match, like that could be, that could be tough oh,
1: for I agree. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's some watch here for Alcraz. I don't think it's a shoe and then he makes it through. Yeah. Kind of liking that live ish 40 to one call. That's probably where I'm going to go. Okay. Yeah. I'm probably going to tell you. Well, you, you were the one who was first on it. So.
0: Yeah. I didn't hit it yet. It was just okay. like, it caught right. my eye. Okay. Yeah. All right. Bottom half. We got, uh, um, uh, Arthur Feis against uh, Fonseca, the wild card. We got uh, Roberto caballez Bayana We'll play Christian Garin. Federico Correa, the GOAT, <laughs> against uh, Mariana Navone. And then we got Yannick Hoffman against Nico Yari. So I like Feast in this quarter. I think he's going to bounce back from that poor week last week. I think Yari, you know, but coming off a final where he had an emotional week and had, like, a lot of comebacks and stuff like that, and I I, I don't know. I mean, I like him to beat Hoppin. Well, really he,
1: he did the same thing on the Golden Swing last year, and he had three good tournaments in a row, if I remember right.
0: So you don't think physicality is a problem here?
1: I mean, ordinarily I would, but he, made, he qualified and made the semis of Rio. And then came back the last year and made Santiago and won Santiago. So like I don't think two weeks is I, I think like I think a lot of guys can get through two weeks, right? It's 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 more like, you know, and it's also like the emotional piece. Like he didn't win the event, he made the final. Um, but I also
0: th- I also think he might like kind of gear up for Santiago next week. Because that that's in his home country.
1: Oh, I don't. Know. I mean, he made the. He made the. I mean, he did qualify through here and make the semi last year. I, I, I don't know. I don't
0: know. I think having three good weeks in a row is going to be tough, and I think he's going to have that Santiago week in the back of his mind. Like that's it, it's not like he had a good run here and he has points to defend, but that Santiago week is in his home country, where he's the defending champion. I think like that that's going to be weighing on him.
2: Maybe
1: not as convinced, but I get it. It could be. I mean, who knows?
0: So I really like Feast in this quarter.
1: I don't know, man. Like, when have we seen Feast? We've seen Feast play in South America once in his life and got beat four and three. And I I get it, service transition, yada yada. But, like, I really can't back. Well, I actually think
0: Lajovic is probably the best player. Like, he's a better player than anyone else in this quarter, besides probably Yari. Yeah, probably. It's it's probably, like...
1: As a player, it's probably pretty close between him and Feast. I'm just not, like... I'm not fully bought into Feast on, on, like... We just haven't seen Feast perform in this part of the world, you know? Okay. All right. I was looking at Yari here. I think his price is 12 to 1. Um,
0: I don't know. I, I think he, he plays Alkrest of- tough, so if he gets there,
1: like... Like, he's the one guy in this field that's got a real shot. Like... I mean, everybody has a chance against Alcaraz because the like, Alcaraz could play a bad match, I guess. But, like, he's the one guy in this field who right now, maybe Nori also, just because he's done it in the past a few times. But, like, y- Yari's the one guy who, like, he just beat him a week ago. I feel like he could beat him again. I'm not saying I think he will, but, like, I give him a chance. Like, everybody else would talking about, like, if they play Alcaraz, they're dead. Like, this is no. the one guy who's, like, not dead if he plays yeah. Alcaraz.
0: Right. He's played Alcrest tough multiple times. You know, Rio last year, obviously last week in Buenos Aires where he won. And then Wimbledon, too, was actually a tough four-setter. Yeah. He's played Alcrest tough. So if he gets there, yeah. But I don't know. I I think I'm playing the narrative that he's going to have that Santiago week in the back of his mind. And I I think having three good weeks in a row is going to be really, really tough.
1: I mean, that three good weeks in a row is a huge ask. I agree. But, um... But I think he's prioritizing next
0: week over this week.
1: Who knows? You know what I mean? Like, who knows? I mean, that's... that's It's an interesting narrative. I can't, like... It makes sense, but I also don't know, like... I don't know that we've seen enough of Yari doing that. Like, if this is Boob, like, 100%. But, like... I don't know if we've seen, like... I don't feel like we've seen Yari do this, but, like, that doesn't mean he won't, you know? So I get it. Okay.
0: All right. Bottom bottom quarter, we got Offner against Munar. We got Alejandro Tabilo against Seaboth uh, Wilch. We got Gonzalo Haide, I think you say his name, against Barrios Vera. And then Hugo Delian will play Nori. Um... Where do you even start in this quarter?
1: <laughs> I mean, Delian could be a fun look. Like, what is Delian?
0: I mean, I think at that point, you just play the rollover, right? Because he's a huge dog against Nori. Yeah, you're probably right. He'll probably be a pick against
1: Vera. And then, but like... if he's, I don't know, like, if he's like, What is he against Nori? What is the line between him and Nori?
2: Plus
0: 250.
1: Uh, Okay. Yeah, so not amazing. But like... It's probably... But like... Kabilo is the one that catches
0: my eye in this quarter, honestly. I think he's better actually on he's played better on hard recently than Clay. I just think everyone is beatable in this in this in this section. Like,
1: I don't disagree with that at all. I don't. Like, do that I think he's he should
0: be a, a pretty significant favor against Wilch, who's been terrible this Golden Swing. I backed him multiple times. Oh, year
1: Except for that one match where he played Lublev tough.
0: Right. That was it. And then like after and Munar can't be trusted.
1: Often Who's oh, tougher than you think, man. Who's tougher than you think? Munar. Look, like, I think Munar to Bilo is a flip. If not, maybe you might be able to put Munar as a small favorite.
0: If he is, I'm I'm backing to Bilo. On Clay? On any court. Okay. Offner can't be trusted. I mean, South American courts are not good for him. Uh, Nori is is extremely beatable. (laughs) Like, I feel like Nori did well here last year because he had a good run in Buenos Aires. Like, he built up some form. Right?
1: Oh, I don't, didn't. I mean, he he won every close match. Is what happened. Yeah, I, I know, but
0: he played a lot of tennis. He hit a lot of balls, right? Like, so that's what kind of led oh, him. But,
1: I mean, in Rio, I think he, it was the same thing where every match was close, and he just won a bunch of close matches. Like, I, I don't know. I'm not. Yeah, but he's not confident. Like, that's the only way he's going to
0: do well in Golden Swing is winning close matches. But he's yeah, not. I, he hasn't built that confidence.
1: I don't know if it's about confidence. I mean, It's just like like it's just hard to trust him to win matches if every match is going to be close. You know. <laughs> Yeah, but I think he's
0: vulnerable here. So like, I think you have to go to it, go to a plus money dog here.
1: That's why like, I don't hate uh, Delian here.
0: To win I the quarter prices, what? To win the quarter,
1: maybe. Like what? Well, I, I mean, I have to see what a price is, you know. But like, yeah. if it's like fifteen to one, like Hugo G was, yeah. Okay. All right, I'm
0: I'm leaning to B-low, but that's that's just me. Um, let's go to individual
1: matches. why I mean, I guess he was good in the end of year challengers. It's just it's hard to say because like we really haven't seen him too much. Like, but he's gotten a lot better since like last year's gold swing. It's, I don't know. I think it's tough. I hear you. It's just like I just don't know. Like, yeah, I don't think like Tabilo is like this guy who's like even better on play than hard. I think he's just like a. I don't know. I think
0: he's a yeah. I think right now he's just a good team player.
1: player. What? Yeah. just a decent. Yeah, he's a
0: he's kind of an all quarter. I feel
1: like something between fifty and one hundred in the world, and a and a solid all quarter.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Um. Uh, so, uh, individual matches here. So, uh, Sirindulo against Komasana. Um. Are we going to continue the uh, Serindolo fade?
1: I mean, this feels pretty fadey already, this line. I can't, you I mean, I mean, like, I feel like the, I market's the, got- the books
0: have adjusted.
1: Big yeah, time. I feel like the Yeah, I feel like the Sarindolo fade is, like. Like,
0: where, where does it get to the point where you start backing Surindolo?
1: Um, I mean, like, not yet, right? Like, you is know. Is this too but, far? No, I mean, I don't think so. I think this is about right. Like, this is probably about right.
0: But like, Comasana did qualify here, right? And who did he beat?
1: Uh, he beat Burchaga and Pellegrino. Okay.
0: I mean, Buruchaga, you know, maybe was just like a couple weeks. He played well. Like, did he lose like two and two
1: to Comasana yeah. or something like that? So, I mean, these guys are all really hard to tell, right? Like, they're all. It's like any given day with these challenger guys. It's yeah. why they're on a the challenger tour is they can't like you know they, they can play good and they don't play good all the time, most of them. Right. Yeah, I got, I got For no me it's play. Komasana
0: Money Liner pass, but it's
1: like I'm I'm a hard pass there. Like because uh, like Dolo's just so much better. Like this is this is really disrespectful for some for for Serum for law but like he also hasn't earned like any respect.
0: I know, I know. That's why I bring the question like, what line would you need to hit Serendelo? Like, if it was 10 cents lower, then he was like minus 130 uh, no, or minus not 10
1: cents. Like, if it was like pick, like maybe 20, 30 cents. So, if it got closer to pick, I'd probably pick Serendelo, but yeah. Okay. I mean, maybe there's still room. I don't know. Maybe there's still room here with this line, but I just don't. It's, it's hard to say because, like, if Surinval has it back, he should dominate Komasana. If not, it could be close. I think mean, it's a really hard match to play. It's hard.
0: I agree. I agree. Um, all right. Haide against uh, Barrios Vera. Why is this pick?
1: Isn't Vera a way better player?
0: I don't think he's been
1: very good this year. Been terrible this year. He's 0 0- 4. One, two, three, four. Oh, and four. But he's won a set. He won a set from Darderi in qualifying in Cordoba when Darderi won the event.
2: Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I, this for me, this is a hard pass too because, like, also you know, Heide is playing at home, right? So he's going to get a boost from the crowd.
1: Yeah, it's. I'm actually tempted to play Heide the more I think about this. I, I can now, and now I'm seeing why this is where it is at. Um, I didn't realize Heide had played so well the past like six months. Um, this is what happens when you don't watch the Challenger tour. I gotta think about this one, but it, it, I actually might play Heide here. But I think this line is pretty close to right. like...
0: Yeah, I, I don't know I think that I think the playing at home narrative actually it, it it's it's high day or pass but I don't know it's, it's a tough match to read like I might want to like ask tidbits or something what, what he thinks about those two guys because I know yeah. he wants the Challenger tour more uh Juan Pablo Varias against Albert Ramos finolas um Vareyas is minus one forty five. Ramos is plus one twenty. Ramos is a two game dog. Over under twenty two and a half. Uh, Wait, I really like out. the. Th- I really like the three set line here at plus one
1: thirty five. Uh, I mean, I don't know, man. It's hard for me to get there with Ramos. He's just like. He still competes. He still competes. Yeah, but- one and four to Alves in qualifying last week. He lost one and three to Coria. He beat Kachin in three sets, but Kachin hasn't been good either. And that was at altitude in Cordoba. Like Coria beat like Bias in
0: straight sets last week. What? Coria beat Baez in straight sets last yeah, week. So I, I don't know. I feel like
1: it's like more about Bias than Coria. I know Coria's playing well, but three and one. Um.
0: But what has Vareas done recently? I feel like he's done very little, elite, little too.
1: Yeah, I mean he's riding off that French, right? Um, but yeah, I mean he took a set off of Hoffman in Cordoba, lost, you know, six and four to Carbelli. Like that, I mean those those aren't great results either. I think yeah, I I'm probably gonna stay off this, but I gotta think about it a little bit more. Maybe, maybe one of these guys becomes playable. well. I mean, it's
0: like two competitors who are desperate for form, who are good competitors. So choking in play for both guys. Like, all those kind of things just, like, tells me I'm not going to pick a side here, but I'm going to go three sets. You know? No. No. Next match. Back to this one. Delian and Nori. Um, Delian is a four-game dog, plus 250 on the money line. Nori's minus 310, over-under of 21 and a half.
1: This is Delian. I just Delian. got to decide how.
0: I like over 21 and a half here. That's my play.
1: What about Delian set one money line? But I got to look at. It. I really one um, eighty five. Yeah, it's not that great to be honest. Not a bad look. But I kind of like initial thought is here. I want to back Delian in some way. Maybe I take uh, maybe I take Delian just to win one of the sets. That that could be a look to. It. I got to think about how I want to back Delian. But I think I'm going to back him in some way. Three sets is plus one fifty five. Five. That's kind of like back in Delian. Yeah. So there's a lot of different ways. I, I gotta figure out what my favorite way is here. But I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna take probably do something. Probably gonna play this match. Probably gonna play it something pro Delian.
0: Okay. I like the three sets at plus one fifty five. That's exciting.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: I'm gonna do that again. Uh next match we got Zapata Morales against Lazlo Zuri. So Zapata just looks lost (laughs) out there. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. He's he's a little better on the clay. He is, but I'm not going fully full in with that narrative. Like he just doesn't look very good right now. Like, I know he looks better on the clay, but he's just he has no feel. He's just like very one dimensional. Here's another way to
1: think about it, too. So he just lost three and three to Baez and five and four to Echeverry. Mm-hmm. and Jerry's probably in both in, in both those guys' leagues. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna lay the three with Jerry here. That seems to be a good play. I'm not too worried about that loss of Avasori. I just think it was just like I really it just felt like a throwaway match from Jerry. I don't I don't know why, but it felt like a throwaway. But
0: why? Yeah, yeah. But why?
1: I mean, just because, man. Like Jerry, like why would he throw away a random match in Auckland last year? Just because, man. It's Jerry. Like he, th- you know, what I mean, like I don't know. I feel like, <laughs> <laughs> like it might be like twice a year he throws away a match for no reason. You know, like.
0: Yes. No. It's. It's. I, I was just not impressed with that match, and it's very hard for me to. But it
1: seemed more like he was mentally. Play games that's why I'm actually less I'm almost less worried because like usually he's a little more like mentally interested in playing but he didn't even seem like he like mentally cared you know
2: yeah
1: because there could be like a reason too like there could be a reason he's not mentally interested out there but he just looked so disinterested that match yeah. like
0: I mean I'm not backing zapata in any way like I I saw enough where I just think like He's better on the clay, but he just like sucks now,
1: and he's just like slow. Yeah, I'm probably gonna yeah. lay the game to Derry here, man. Like, I don't see, I don't see why I wouldn't. I mean, I do have to think about it a little bit because, like, I do want to see how he's done in like South America and, and and see what how like heat and humidity impacts him and think about that a little bit. So it requires a little thought, but I'm probably gonna go on Derry. I'd rather just lay the three games. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't feel like there's a reason. Like, with how bad is it? Like, when somebody's been as bad as the pot has been, like, why do you want to mess around with, like, over 12 and a half?
0: Yeah, that does require Zapata to come up with something. Yeah. I don't want to play anything pro-Jerry after what I saw last week, though. I, I can't. I can't. But... All right, next match is Offner and Munar. Offner is a one-and-a-half game dog, plus 115 on the money line. Munar is minus 140, over under 22 and a half. Uh, I mean... This, to me, is very similar to the Offner-Coria match from last week. Like, I feel like Offner has more firepower and more kind of ability to hit through a slow court, whereas Munar is just going to kind of try to outgrind him. And he might just... Gas softener and you know, but it's not going to be at
1: well. When it was Buenos Aires, that hot? I don't think it was that hot, right? Pretty no, mild. It'll be hotter than there'll be more humid. This gonna be tougher conditions than Rio than yeah.
0: So I'm leaning Munar here just because of the humid conditions. Like,
1: so pick to pick, like if this is a bracket selection, yeah, I'm leaning Munar. But the, I mean, like the. So so is the book, right? Like that's not nothing. Like fifty-five, forty-five is kind of significant. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to pass here. I think this line is pretty right. Mark, you got this right eventually.
0: I'm thinking about the Munar two-one line here at plus three ten. That was my thought.
1: Still requires often to show up for a set.
0: Yeah, you you'll show up for a set. You're just gonna gas out at some point. Yeah. Gotta think about it more, but yeah, that, that might be my play there. That match is tomorrow. Yeah, it is tomorrow. You know what? I'm gonna hit it. Lunar 2-1 plus 310. All right, next match we got is Alejandro Tabilo against uh Tiago Siboth Wilch. Um Tabilo is minus two. The two-game favorite, minus 155 on the money line, over under 22 and a half. Uh, I'm laying the two here with Tabilo. I get that Seaboff Wilch is playing at home, but with his form, it's just been really bad.
1: Yeah, I'll probably pass. Like, if Wilch wasn't at home, yeah, but I'll probably pass. Like, but I get it.
0: Okay. Next match we have here is Arthur Feast and Jouse Fonseca. Uh, Feast is four and a half game favorite. Minus 325 on the money line. Fonseca is plus 260 over under 21 and a half. Uh, I'm playing the under 21 and a half here. I... I just think feast is so much more firepower and just so much more athleticism than Fonseca
1: Fonseca last year. in uh, in, was it, no, that was the Mexican challenger kid. Uh, he's one of the top juniors in the world Fonseca. He's He's, 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 he's going to have a decent career eventually.
2: Um, Mm -hmm.
1: I don't know if he's ready yet. Um,
0: didn't he play like first round here last year?
1: He did. He played Molchan, and you could just see the difference. You could just see he didn't and have yeah, any... And involved. I think that this is a
0: different level, right? Like, I think...
1: Yeah, Molchan beat him
2: 11-3. And you th-
0: could see the difference in ball quality there. And, like, this is going to be a huge difference from that because the gap between Fees and Molchan is huge, too. So...
1: Yeah.
0: I don't see how Fonseca gets to, like, 4-6 and six to get to the 21 and a half. Like I, I think I I don't
1: think there think are six and three, but yeah, I mean like it's it's I think it
0: should be twenty and a half. That's that's what the total I should be. It's it's a full far game far. off.
1: It's this I think, yeah, I, I think um I think this should be pretty far out there. Like I think this should be like probably well. It's hard to say. Like so these big spreads are just always hard to hard to um play against because like if Fees comes out and plays one bad set, you're in trouble. But he's six hundred and
0: forty-eight like, in the world. I mean it's not like Fonseca yeah,
1: is like he doesn't play very often.
0: Yeah, he lost his last three he, matches to Kamasana, Lavagno, and Popko. I mean, I just think that the level between these two guys is quite is quite high, like qu- quite big. Yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm 21 and a half is a pretty high total. Yeah,
1: I'm, um, yeah, I'm, 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 I think I'm gonna end up with you. It's just, <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Okay, it probably should, it's, it, yeah, it's, uh, yeah.
0: It's All right, next match is Alcaraz and Montero. Um, Alcaraz is a six-game favorite. Minus 1,400 on the money line, over-under of 19. Montero is plus 775. Um, I'm going right back to the well. I'm going to lay the six with Alcaraz.
1: Even though that's O and... or Again, it pushed both
2: that's times.
0: That's pushed both times. I'm going back to the well. I just think Alcaraz has to, like, he must be so angry about that loss to Yari. And he's going to be all business.
1: I don't buy into these narratives of guys being all business or not business.
2: Like, sometimes sometimes guys are maybe
1: I don't think motivation is the issue. Like, I think it's just, like, just not playing that well. Um, I'm actually tempted to take Montero here. Maybe the over-19 games. Um... Like he can serve. Like Motero can serve and he can hit a big forehand. And is that enough for him to get like to seven games? <laughs> like Vavasori, like he's similar player to Vavasori. And Vavasori got to the 19 got to 20 games.
0: Yeah, just because Alcaraz played a shitty first set.
1: But, like, well, no, and Bavisori served well the first set. There were no breaks. Bavisori served well the first set. Like, I mean, that, that's the recipe. Like, over 9.5 in the first set's also kind of appetizing at, at plus
2: 140. Because again, Because, like,
0: again, that's what I see. Like, you know, I could see a competitive first set, and then the second set, he just doesn't, you know, he, he just can't maintain that level. Right, like so. I,
1: I like that over nine and a half. That's that is appetizing. Yeah, I'm tempted to play both the over nine and a half and the over 19. They're kind of like the same idea in general, but like, I don't know, man. Like, Tim Montero's at home six games is a lot against the guy who's at home. Like,
0: and 19, the crowd, the crowd loves Alcress too. Like, they're it's going to be pretty, pretty even on both sides. I feel like, like probably more for Montero, but.
1: I think the crowd will will get behind Alka. Oh, but the crowd always in Alcraz's matches wants them to be competitive. Like, the crowd will back Montero because they'll want a competitive match. Now, if Montero's ahead, it might be a different story. But, like, the crowd's going to back Montero, I think, in this match. Because, just because they're going to want to see a competitive match, right? Like, yeah, like, if Montero somehow gets up a set, like, then maybe it becomes a different story. But, like... I'm not like if Montero gets up, a, like if I lose this bet because Montero wins 2 0, I'm fine with that. If I lose the over 19 because of that, okay.
0: I'm going to play the over nine and a half and the minus six because like I could see like six, four, six, one. That's, I mean, the
1: option happening in Carabelli, right? It's something that scares me a little bit. Like, yeah. What is the over 12 and a half for Alcaraz? Always a decent look. Plus one twenty. I love that price, though. Yeah, it was plus one forty. So, you're gonna play the over nineteen. Maybe that is the play. Is to just play the Alcaraz over twelve point five instead, and hope that, and think that Montero can get one set to five games. Yeah. Like I do feel like Alcaraz does have like, or can, he doesn't always, but he can have this issue of like. Playing a bad set or making a bunch of errors one set, I don't know. But that's what I'm looking at here. I'm looking at I kind of like some sort of over, some, something to actually back Montero slightly here. Well, Seems well. I feel honored that you're backing me. Yeah, I mean, well, look, like, like I'll back you to win games. You compete. You have a big forehand. You have a good serve. <laughs> like
2: I don't know.
1: I'm not gonna out to win the match, but like you know,
0: uh, Mute and Bias. There's not many lines out here, but. Uh... Bias minus 350, Mute plus 275. Mute to win a set is minus
1: 105. Honestly, like the two zero bias at minus 125 here actually seems kind of interesting. Like if Mute doesn't win the first set, is he really gonna stick around for the second? True, true. It's a good point. And I feel like there's a huge gap here in terms of like mental, uh, yeah, mental toughness, and and like you know, and like uh, yeah, good points, good points. Like if I was gonna back Muta, I'd take the first set money line.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, actually, the LWW is kind of it would be an interesting look there. It would be. Right. But uh Lyovic against Galan. This is another one of my favorite plays. Uh laying the, two. Lay the two. You're gonna lay the two? Yeah, lay the two and two
1: Is
0: GBM worthy? Yeah, probably. I mean we had the same thought, right? Right away.
1: Yeah. I mean Galan was a little better in Buenos Aires, um, but yeah. Like, Glon's a little scared. Like, Glon's actually tough to read. He actually does, like, sometimes play decently. Like, it's not, he's actually, like, he's not as bad as we give him shit for, to be honest. Yeah. And I actually don't think this is amazing. Like, I don't think this line should be much beyond two and a half to three. Like, I don't think this is a ridiculous price.
0: I think it should be three.
1: Okay. (laughs) Like, I'm going to take Livage here, but it's close, man. If this was, like, if the if if this got to like minus one fifty, I probably wouldn't be as interested in live. To be honest, like like this is pretty close to my minimum buy point on on, on here. Okay. Again, I just think like Galan is better than you think.
2: Yeah.
0: I know he's very hit or miss. He's he's like because he has kind of flat ground strokes, so it's like. He could be off and lose this like two and two and two, but he could also be like on and then it's like yeah. it's competitive. I mean, also Lajovic could be like, he's kind of hot or cold too. Yeah. In a way. So yep. yeah, but I think it should be three. Uh, Diaz Acosta and Bavrinka basically a pure pick I I put one unit on Bavrinka. I think if you're going to back Bavrinka, it's better to do it early in the event, you know, in the first round. And I think it's going to be hard for Diaz Acosta to rebound after that emotional win. Um, I can't put more than one unit. Like it's not GBM worthy because you know Acosta is the better player, but uh, I'm gonna lean. I'm gonna lean Vavrinka minus one fifteen. You're probably pass right.
1: Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye. I think this is dead right, to be honest. Like,
2: yeah.
0: Uh, Federico Coria against Mariana Navoni. I-, I was surprised to see this line where it is.
1: I have um, no idea how to price either of these guys, man. But Coria is better than
0: Navoni. Like, he's also had way better form. Like, why is he? Uh, why is he a dog? Are they like thinking? Oh, Coria has played so much tennis.
1: Could be Navona qualified here. Yeah, I don't know that I agree that Navona is like the, that.
2: or I is think that line should be flip flopped.
1: Um, I I don't agree with that. Well, I get like based on like maybe based on like pure player, maybe. But then like again, you've got like um. Like maybe based on like just pure player, Manny, I would agree with that. Mm -hmm. Like based on like pure player skill level and maybe current form, but then like you factor in that Coria has played a lot more tennis. Navone, um, did qualify. Okay, play back Coria here, but I don't think it's an amazing play. I think this is pretty
2: close to pick.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna play the Coria money line plus one fifteen.
1: I agree with you, but I don't think it's like as amazing as you. Like, okay. And then
0: got a couple more matches here. We got Meligeny uh, Alvet, M- Meligani, Rodriguez, Alves, who qualified to play Pedro Cachin. I really like Alves here at minus 110. Like, first of all, Alves is at home, so he's going to get that added boost. And Cachin's been awful. Like, he had no chance against Vavrinka last week. He won a set. Yeah, but then after that tie break, like, you would think that Kachin would be the guy that would be physically tougher. <laughs> it was the other way around. And yeah. match, Like, that's not good. And then in Cordoba, he lost to Ramos Vinolas, like, a, another dead man walking. Like, that's really bad. And in... Uh, uh, Australia lost to Jesper DeYong. He hasn't won a match all year. Lost to Walton in Adelaide. Lost to Brody in Hong Kong. That's five straight losses against a guy who qualified, who's won two matches just this week playing at home. 100%. This is a two unit play for me. Um,.
1: I'm gonna play Alves here, but I'm not like I'm not. I don't think like it's it's not as excited as you are about it. Like I think I think Alves here is the play, but it's it's could easily see Alves losing this match. Okay, okay, but I'm gonna play Alves. It's just okay.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, we got Carvajal Bayana against Christian Garen. Uh, another pick I'm... Well, Bayana is a one game favorite. Um. Over under 22. He's
1: is- been a bad. I have no idea how to how to judge this one at all. This one's the a, a complete. This is this It's
0: hard. To- Gareen is a very hard guy to judge. He's been bad, but like. I feel like he's the
1: more talented. And, and he shows he shows like flashes, you know?
0: Yeah, I know. But
1: Bain is the opposite. Like Bain, Bain never shows any flashes, but he's like he just kind of grinds along. He's just
0: the same every week. Yeah. And the Gareen form is is priced in here. I'm a I'm a pass here too. Uh, and then Hoffman against Yari. Um, Yari's a three game favorite.
1: I can't back Hoffman. Hoffman's been terrible. Yeah, I mean, I actually kind of want to back Yari here.
2: Up and lost
0: one and three to Tabilo last week. And he did beat Varias be and Barachaga and Cordoba before losing to Darderi.
1: Yeah, but that has altitude, so he's a little more out of his serve. There's no altitude here.
0: It's different. Yep. Yeah.
1: Um,.
0: I don't don't know. I mean, this is a really hard match. Yari over 12.5 seems interesting at minus 130. Yeah. But that's really the only line on the board I kind of like. I don't hate laying the three with Yari either. Still don't trust his break game. He only needs one. Maybe two. Yeah, I gotta think about it, but I'm leaning the twelve and a half. Fair enough. That's juiced. But all right. So just recapping our plays here. So um, I'm on the Vareas Ramos Vinolas three set line. I'm probably gonna play the Delian over twenty one and a half. Um, you're on the Jury <laughs> yeah. minus three, right?
1: <laughs> Nori, I like Jerry, minus three.
0: I'm going to play the Munarth 2-1 line against Offner. I'm laying the two with Tabilo. I'm playing the under 21 and a half with Feast and Fonseca. I'm playing the minus six and the over nine and a half.
1: On and those, on Fonseca. I'm probably going to back Montero. You and I, we kind of both sides that one. Up. I'm going to come back Montero probably in some capacity against Southgrass. Maybe take the over on the games. Okay. I
0: might do the Mute LWW if I could find a good line there. Okay. Um. um we're both on Livic minus two, right? Against Galan? Yeah. I'm on Vavrinka money line for one unit play there. I'm on the Coria money line at plus 115. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll be
1: on the Coria minus 115 with you there. It's plus, uh, 115. plus 115 on Coria. I just, I don't think it's a, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bet, but it's not as amazing as what you're saying, in my opinion. But it I, lo-
0: some- I love the Alves against Kachin. I
1: need to think about that, but I'll probably hit that one, too.
0: And then passing on the RCB Green, and then I'm on the probably the Yari over 12 and a half.
1: And Alves. I'll probably play Yari minus the three, but I still got to think about that one, too. Okay. All right. right. Sounds
0: good. Uh quick break, and then uh, sure. let's get to uh, the last tournament. All right. All right, welcome back to the show. One more event. One more event, right?
2: Yep, yep.
0: All right, let's do it. So we are going to Los Cabos. We are. I wish we were.
1: <laughs> I know, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. All right, so... um going over the draw here we get um well i guess
1: conditions here right oh
0: conditions yeah
1: yeah so this is i mean this is one of the slowest events it's all it's almost indian Wells slow from what i've heard um so it's pretty slow um yeah uh in terms of weather i think it's, it's usually pretty nice weather isn't this like a resort town yeah yeah, it's actually it's, pretty, pretty big. Like, I'm not really a resort guy, but, uh, but uh yeah, it's... um I'm looking at the weather for the week. It is... It's
0: nicer than the 30 degrees at the uh, MetLife Stadium.
1: Well, I don't think they've ever played a tennis match in 30 degrees before. <laughs> like, I remember they did the French Open in October a few months, like, a few years back.
2: Yeah, they did get cold was, there. These
1: players were, like, really complaining pretty hardcore. So, I don't think they would ever do that. But yeah i mean this is this is pretty smart do they play most of this tournament at night i feel like they do i feel like this tournament starts really late doesn't it
0: oh let me see the schedule for tomorrow
1: yeah it's a night which is weird because it's not that hot but i think they do it just because it's like more like the culture of the town is to have things going by night 4 p.m so yeah so it's gonna be so that makes and that's part of why i think it plays so slow
0: Yeah, that's that's probably
1: true. Like the entire most of the tournament is gonna be after the sun's down.
0: Yeah, they do that in like Acapulco as well. Yep. Right, so it's kind of similar event to that, but yeah. Yeah. And this event used to be in like July, right? Like last year was in July.
1: Yes, last year was in the summer, and they moved it. But I guess they kept the start times, even though now the temperatures are a little better because it's not the not the northern hemisphere summer.
0: Yeah. I feel like it it fits in this time of the calendar way better because like they have Acapulco next week, right? So I
1: feel like killer court conditions it does. I don't know. I think it's like yeah, it is what it is. It's fine. All
0: right. So we got uh Sasha Sverev, the number one seed. He'll play the winner of uh, Kaboli or Nishioka. Then we got Kokonakis. We'll play Draper, and they'll play the winner of Evans against Roman Safulin. Uh, what catches
1: your eye here? Love Evans here. I mean, not Evans. I mean, um, I mean, I think you gotta go Zverev. Like, what is Zverev to win this quarter? Are prices out yet for that? So you don't like Evans
0: here.
2: Um,
1: kind of impartial on him.
0: Okay. Well, you just said you love Evans, so.
1: I meant, I meant Zverev. Okay. I right. just, yeah, I, I said I meant Zverev. Um, yeah one uh,
0: has given him trouble. I think he needs a quicker court, though. So
1: that's kind of where I was going with it. Like, I think like a slow hard court's pretty good for Zverev. Um, yeah, I think, I think Roman needs a little bit quicker court. Um, I just don't see anybody else here. Uh, it's just how it writes. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. So she's uh, supposed to be the defending champ, right? He beat TB Demonor in the final here
2: last year, right?
0: Well, going to the next quarter, uh, we got Demon. He has a bye, he'll play the winner of Lestien against Michelson. Uh, then Schwartzman will play Emilio Nava, and then we got Escobedo against Thompson. I really like Demonor here as well. I know he has, a tra- there's, I know there's a travel spot, I know, but. With Demonor, I don't think it really matters too much because he's just such a consummate professional. You know? Are you weighing the travel spot here? Is that why you don't like Demonor?
1: Yeah, and I don't love Demonor on slower courts. I mean, he's probably still a decent pick to win the quarter, just because, like, like, what is everybody like like Thompson on a slower court? No thanks. Escobedo is a challenge level guy. Nava's a challenge level guy honestly even though we get we give him a lot of love schwarzman's challenge level at this point Michelson's like
2: Overrated. I guess he's a
1: challenge level but he's he's not great and Leshan has been terrible yep so like I guess there's nobody else to pick but
0: like well I actually have demonor to win the event at plus six hundred I know you can't get you can't get there.
1: I, I didn't say I can't get there. Maybe I can. Like, I mean, this quarter is so bad. The draw is great. Like, maybe. And then I
0: think, like, there is a chance that Zverev loses because like, I like him in the quarter. I probably can't take him at whatever price he's going to be at, but, like, Zverev makes every match complicated. That's just his thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> You know,
0: and like, so there is a chance, like, if he plays Roman, and Roman plays lights out, like, you know, there is a path there. Draper is, is always a dangerous floater. Um, I mean, Kaboli or Nishioka, I think, like, you know, Zverev will brush him aside. But, like, I think there is a path for him losing. And, like, if Demon Noir gets there it doesn't have to play Zverev, like, I like his chances. Yeah. yeah.
1: Fine. The I problem do. is if he's, he's in big trouble. But, yeah.
0: I don't think so. I think that that's... Uh... I'm higher on Demonor than you are. I feel.
1: Well, so on a quicker court, I'd be higher, but like, I don't know, man. Like, and then yeah, it's it's tough. Like, it depends on like how much you believe in like this new form of Demonor. Like, I believe in it, but like, I mean, there's no way like like I think Zverev beats Demonor way more than fifty percent of the time. On a slow court. Probably upwards of like seventy percent.
0: Mm, I think this version of Demonor I give him more respect. Like on a slow court though. Okay, maybe it diminishes slightly, but not too not too too much. I don't
1: know. Like, I know Demonor won Acapulco last year, but, like, that was mostly because the rest of the draw fell apart. Like, I get this version is better, but I don't know, man. I guess an elite guy on a slow quote, like, how's he going to hit? He can't hit, like, he can't hit through Zverev at all. Demonor is adding, he's
0: added more pace to his ball. Not enough to hit through Zverev. Yeah, but Zverev can also make errors.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, yeah.
2: So
0: I don't know. I if that match happens, I do give Demonor a shot. But
1: But yeah, there's right. nothing else in that quarter that should trouble. Like that's a really bad quarter.
0: Bad quarter. I agree. Uh then bottom half you got Purcell and Arnaldi. You got Kopfer against Borges. Uh you got Daniel against Girone. But Giron, this is his third week going deep, so I don't know. And then you got Casper Rude.
2: Ugh.
1: Yeah, I think this is like a sneaky, interesting quarter. Like Kopfer, I think it could be a sneaky play here. Um, Taro could be a sneaky play. Rude's not a bad look on a slower hardcore. Like, there's a lot of good guys to look at here.
0: I want I to back, very- back Garon. It's just hard for me to do that. Like three weeks in a row is going to be tough.
1: I don't know if slower, if the court being slower is good for him.
0: Yeah, but isn't Delray Beach relatively slow? And he adapted to yeah, that yeah, pretty he's well. He's just
1: playing. You're right. He's just playing. He's just kind of good.
0: Well. He's playing well. Uh I mean, I, if he gets through Daniel, then I'm I'm gonna back him against Rude for sure.
1: Okay.
0: Unless, unless Giron is favored, which I don't think he will. Like, I, I still think they're gonna value Rude as like a top twenty player. So,
1: what about Arnaldi? he could be a decent look too. But I mean, I think I think I actually think this is a tough quarter. Like, I don't love Purcell here, no, but I mean, Cooper Borges, Daniel Giron. I mean, all these Rude, all those guys could be pretty good here.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting quarter. Yeah. All right, then the bottom quarter, we got Petschmanovic against Rinky. We got uh, Kovacevic against Holt. Got Vukic against Pacheco-Mendez. And we got Sissipas, who's now out of the top 10.
1: Sissipas to did win this event last year.
0: He did. Um. I mean, A week she- quarter. Really weak quarter.
1: I mean, I don't think it's that weak. You have Sitsipas and Kecmanovic in here. Um, but those are the two guys. I mean, it's those two guys. Um, Vukic hasn't been playing very well lately. I mean, Vukic sits actually. Vukic like Vukic might have a chance against Sitsipas just because there could be definitely be some tie breaks there, even in those Cabos, But I still think Sitsipas like Sitsipas will be better here because I have more time. Hit the backhand. That, that'll yeah. help. Um, I mean, honestly, I kind of get why it's is the second favorite here.
0: I mean, he's in a weak section of the draw. Like, I, he's in the – I mean, the whole bottom half, I think.
1: Oh, I don't know. I mean, well, really? Like, outside of like, like – I think it's just the two seeds. Like, outside of Demonor and uh, Zverev, is anybody in this draw really that special? Like, they're all kind of the same otherwise.
2: Yeah, the
0: top half is is way more top-heavy. Like, the second quarter sucks, but Demonor is better than...
1: He's the second-best guy in this event.
0: Yeah. Which is why I also like him to win the title at 6-1, to one, because if Demonor gets to the final, I think he should be favored. And I know he's struggling I know we talked about this at the top of the show. I think like now in with this demon or form. I think it, it's a different demon or. It's not the one that just like runs balls down. It's one that is trying to be aggressive and proactive.
1: Yeah, but he's been making improvements. I think throughout the past 12 months since it's a plus whipped him. In the middle of the year, like I'm not.
0: He's better now than he was then.
1: I, I agree mean, with it's... that, but I don't think it's Like. Like.
0: All right, if that final happens, then we need a dinner bet on that match.
1: Well, yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure I would back since it's the pass there. And I get it. Like, it's just a matchup thing. Like, the form, again. The form is, is so much better for Demonore right now, so I get where you're coming from with that. But, like... I don't
0: know. It's not like he's playing Diego Schwartzman or Rinky.
1: No, I know. I agree that Demonore is better than
0: Rinky, but... Like I like Sissy Pasta win this quarter because I think Rinky could beat Ketchmanovic
2: on a slow court. <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't think it's. I I think Ketchmanovic is just like he could come out and just like play play like total dog shit.
1: I mean, he yeah. could. He could. If you're gonna tell me that Rinky, like, what what percentage chance do you give Rinky there?
0: 40, 40.
1: Okay. And you're not far off, man. I'm probably like at 35, but it's pretty close. I agree. He's got some sort of chance.
0: But then, you know, Kova Savage and Holt, and then like. But
1: I actually think Kova Savage could be a play here, too.
0: He struggled, and like, I don't know. But
1: more time would help him, too, right? A slower court would be better for him, too.
0: Slightly. Yeah. Agree with that. I don't think it's enough to trouble Sissy Poss. Like I'm down on Sissy but like these guys are all challenger level. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. Well, except for Kashmir Sharinki.
0: Yeah, right. But and then I think like guys in this little section are gonna be tough. Like if, if Jerome gets there, that's gonna be tough. Um if
1: Yeah, look, I'm not saying I want to back. I mean, sits a pass to witness event at five to one i don't but i don't know i mean i, I might end up on the 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 first pers- the the, the dean but man that's a that's a that's a, that's a tough travel spot and it's not a great court for him which is again why it kind of leads me back to zverev man like what price do you get on zverev again plus 210 210 is not a great price but like I mean, catch my actually, you know what? Mio at twenty to one actually looks pretty good. What's Mio's draw again?
0: It's Brinky and then uh, Kovacevic and Holt and then Sissy Pass and then
1: like he should get to the quarters.
0: I don't know. I think I think Brinky's totally live there. I would wait till he gets through Brinky and then maybe play uh, play. Yeah, I would wait
1: till he gets through Brinky, like. He like, he's only, we're only saying Rinky's live because Kachmanovic can play like total dog shit. It's not because like, like Rinky on a slow court is not good.
0: I agree, but I, I got, before I back Kachmanovic, I got to see what he, like how he shows up. Because he's come to tournaments and just totally laid an egg. And then he's also come to yeah, tournaments. he's
2: laying an
1: egg in the fun. quarters also. He lay an egg any match, which I guess like leads to saying... I mean, like, I'm not saying I'm going to back him, but he catches my eye at 20. Yaron at 25 catches my eye, although I think it's a little bit of a slow court. I'm trying to think about like, guys who like a slow court wouldn't be bad for.
0: Arnaldi, so, I think. Yeah, Arnaldi probably like, plays
1: better than a slower
0: court. What? Arnaldi probably plays but better, better in the slower. Probably,
1: I think Kopfer down at forty is interesting. Maybe Taro down at fifty. I don't know.
0: What's the temperature like? Is it's Draper like, physical- like in the
1: seventies during the day, sixties at night? Okay, so it's pretty, it's nice. yeah.
0: So Draper' physicality is probably not going to come into play here.
1: No. No. All right, let's get to Drayford, individual matches. What? Yeah, Drayford 11 could be a look. I think there's a lot of guys here who could be a look. I am off to think about this, but I think there's a lot of good looks here. Okay.
0: I I just like the demonore at six to one. That's my play. Um uh, right. against Michaelson. Lestienne is a three game dog. Michaelson is uh minus two twenty five. Lestienne plus one eighty five over under twenty two and a half. My play here is the under 22 and a half. Um, I like less CN with unders, honestly, just because like, I feel like he can't even last two sets. <laughs> like his physicality is a big problem. Um, I don't know. That's, that's where I'm leaning.
1: I'm thinking about getting with the Les Chen first set in my line. I getting that's a potential play. Um, I, mean, I have to think about this one a little bit too, but like, I just don't, I don't know if like, Mickelson on a on a slow court seems like a bad idea.
0: She's not explosive. For me, it's more a fade on Les
1: well, I don't really like West Chan on a slow court either because he doesn't hit the ball big enough. He just, so, so, of-
0: yeah, if they're both bad on a slow court, it's kind of a wash. Yeah. So then I'd, I'd rather back the player in form
1: and like. But three games is a lot. Like, I mean, I just don't think Mickelson's that good. But maybe, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you
2: have I, just like I like the
0: 22 and a half. The under. So you think West Chan could win this 2 0. I could. I don't think Michelson is that good. So if Lestien comes out and plays this like like dumb crafty game and Michelson can't adjust, like it could be four and four or three and three. But I also think like Lestien could come out and play like dog shit and like miss a ton of balls and like start grabbing at the back and like you know, and the leg and call the trainer and that's the end of it. Like
1: well, you need him to finish the match.
0: Yeah, I mean, I... Right. I mean, I then I get a push.
1: Yeah. It's, um... I don't know, I gotta think about this one a little bit more, but, yeah, I'm a little... I don't know, I'm, I'm, uh... I guess, I mean, I guess Mickelson did... I don't know if Tommy Paul played great, but I guess Mickelson did play Tommy Paul pretty tough, but three games is a lot here to lay. I don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I gotta think about this one, but but... Might be. Okay. It might be. Me. Also, maybe the set one over the nine and a half.
0: I don't like playing any overs with Lestienne.
1: Set overs are different, though. Like he can last a set.
0: I get it, but like he could also just like be feeling down physically. He's he's the kind of guy that goes like I feel like for for entry entry fees, you know.
1: I don't know. I just think he's been playing really bad lately. Like he's just not that good, you know. Like, like what, like what's his, what, what's the high, like what's the best he's ever been? Like maybe 60, 70 in the world. Yeah. Like, so he's gonna have a ton of first round losses and a ton of bad performances just because he's not that good of a tennis player. I guess he's been he's in like the fifties last year in his print peak, but yeah, I don't know.
0: I know I'm I'm on the under. I'm on the under. Less than unders. That's like. Hi. i don't know maybe let's let's check the stats on that like it, it seems good from like an eye test but let me see i mean
1: so far this year one in three set matches it's been good three out of five times three out of six actually because taro was a split set last year I retired in the third but you probably would have gotten a loss in the next i was at 25 games yeah some books will grade that as a i don't think i don't know how many books will grade that as a push if it's already over the games But then, like, last year, he had a whole bunch of unders in a row. So, yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting look. Like, 23 hit a ton of unders. So, it's an interesting look.
0: But then, Michelson, B. Koganakis, 1 and 2. I mean, he plays some overs. Kind of a mix.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, next match is Evans against Roman Safulin. So Roman is a three-game favorite. Uh minus two. T-
1: Roman t- since the A.O. What? Have we seen Roman since the A.O.?
0: Mm.
1: Oh, he played Rotterdam. He lost to Holger. I forgot about that.
0: Oh, that's right. Yep. Three sets, though, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I'm a little bit down on him now. I...
1: I don't know, man. I feel
0: like a faster court would be better for him. I
1: I think the same thing would be said for Evans, though. Is Evans good on a slow court? Mm.
2: I mean,
0: he's kind of an all quarter, to be honest with me. With you, he is kind of yeah, yeah. yeah. But Evans' form has been terrible.
1: I don't know, but I feel like that's Evans in general, too. Like, Evans, I don't know. Well, I mean, maybe not not general, a but like... He, I mean, look, he, you know, like... He's a little bit like Korich in the sense that like he he plays well for like a few events a year, I feel like. Yeah.
0: But um, it's hard to back him in a first round, to be honest.
1: Yeah. This feels like a stay away. It's no. probably just stay because it's just it's like a hard match to like call any direction. It is like, You just play like Evans money lines. At least it's plus money.
0: But you did uh, that against Thompson last week. You see how that
1: <laughs> ended? No, there were a lot of reasons. Like Evans against Thompson last week, it just didn't go well in the second set. But there were a lot of reasons. Like Evans against Thompson last week. Okay.
0: All right. Next match is Purcell against Arnaldi. Um, Purcell's a two-game dog, plus one twenty on the money line. Arnaldi is a uh, minus one forty-five. E over under is twenty-three. Um, I'm gonna lay the two with Arnaldi here. <sighs> I think a slow court doesn't bode well for Purcell. I think. I think a slow court plays better for Arnaldi. Gives him a little more time on his ground strokes. Um, I'm kind of pumping the brakes on Arnaldi at the same time. Like, I don't... I think the hype was a little bit
1: overblown slightly. I'm probably going to pass on this. Like, I...
0: Purcell hasn't been good, though. Like, we backed him last week against...
1: Who was it? Yeah, but you're laying two games. Like, that's not nothing. Like... On a slow court, though, it means less. It means less on a slow court. I
0: agree. But... Mm. Oh, Svajda, 5-3. and three.
1: Yeah, I got to think about this, honestly. Like, it's. I I think I'm with you at first glance. Like, I think I'm with you laying the games on Arnaldi, but I'm not convinced. I got to think about it. It's always got to think about this. is okay. This is tough. Yeah. I
0: mean, I don't like that Purcell went 7 6 in the third against Mitchell Kruger in Dallas. Like, that's not good. No. And that's a court that should favor him, to be honest. Yeah. So. All right, I'm laying the two there. Uh Kokonakis and Draper. Uh Kokonakis is a three game dog plus one eighty-five on the money line over under of twenty-two and a half. Draper is uh minus two twenty five on the money line. I'm laying the three with Draper here. I, I'm down on Kokonakis. I think he's a fade fade material. He lost last week easily to Michelson, one and two he did qualify to Delray Beach beating Mochizuki and Holt but like one and two to Michelson really? like and I think Draper is a better player than Michelson
1: well yeah I agree with that but like I
0: also think a slow court is not the worst thing for Draper
1: He's way worse for Kokonakis. I agree with that. He's way worse. I agree. Worse for- yeah. Um.
0: Plus, Kokonakis, this is a beach town, right? Like, he might want to be partying with the girls. You know.
1: I mean, if anything, I would just say he's more than he's like this is a, this is kind of a sleepy. I feel like this is a kind of a sleepy crowd usually here, right Those Cabos.
0: Yeah, but he's not going to be want wanting to play tennis. He's going to be want want to be uh, bing bonging at the strip strip club. You know, like. That's what that's what Kokonakis wants. He's he's kind of like a pseudo clown, you know?
1: Yeah, I know.
0: Like this is not the place for Kokonakis to do well. And he's been in bad form. So I I love playing the three here with Draper.
1: If you're gonna do that, why not just take the two zero?
0: Yeah. Go that route too. That's probably the way. That's yeah, you get plus one fifteen. You get a couple slightly better line. It's something pro Draper in my eyes.
1: I gotta think about some more, but I, I get where you're going with it. It might be a good play. Because I agree, this is probably a pretty bad spot for Kokonakis, and it's probably an okay spot for Draper.
2: hmm
0: Uh Vukic and Pacheco Mendez. Um <clears throat> Vukic is a four and a half game favorite, minus 500 on the money line. Mendez is plus 375, over under 21 and a half. I actually like the Pacheco Mendez plus four and a half.
1: I don't think Vukic should be a four and a half game favorite against anyone. Well, Pacheco Mendez is basically anyone. He's a 19 year old. think He was one of the better juniors in the world, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, but I don't know, man. Like he's ranked 693 in the world. Like, there's a reason why this is four. I mean, like, the four and a half. What is the Vukic 2-0?
0: He did beat August Holmgren in Davis
1: Cup. On clay. And it's not like August Holmgren is, like, a a star player. No, but... (laughs) He got in the event last year. He played Yar and he got beat three and one. Ganda Acapulco lost two and one to Demonar. Like this, this is the guy who just didn't have a qual- like an ATP level ball quality, quality. Yeah, but does Vukic have that too? Vukic stinks, but he's better than Pacheco Mendez. At least he can serve. Yes, he's better,
0: but is he four and a half games better?
1: Well, that's why I'm asking. What's the 2-0? -165. Still might not be terrible. Cuz like the question is like this is like the roundage center match the other day when it's just like how many times can Vukic break? That's all this is about. Yeah. It's just like how many times can a can a um How many times can a Terrible returner find breaks against a like low-level challenger level player.
0: Yeah, trust me, I I hear you. I just um <clears throat> like does Vukic ever beat any guy by more than four and a half games? And like Look at Vukic's results. He's lost his last one, two, three,
1: four, five, six, seven matches against decent... Oh, he's been terrible. Like, this is not, like... Like, if I back Vukic, it's not at all backing Vukic. It's just saying, that, like, at least Vukic usually plays on the ATP Tour.
0: Yeah. The last time Vukic... What? The last time Vukic... Um, uh, won a match by more than four and a half games was when he played Dan Martin in qual. Well,
1: beat Corch by five, too. And he beat Quartz by seven. Uh,
0: but was that recent? Oh, yeah, two and three. Okay.
1: Yeah. So there's examples, but there's not a lot. I hear you.
0: I mean, three and four against Dan Martin, who's ranked eight hundred in the world. He's he, like he doesn't even have a ranking. He's just some like Joe Schmo from Canada who got put into the Canadian Master Qualies, like, and it still went three and four.
1: I know, man. I know. I get it. Like, I absolutely get it. It's it's. That's why I was thinking maybe the two zero. I know it's super juiced, but like. Does Patrick Mendez really get a set here? Like,
0: okay. I'm going to take the four and a half games. That's going to be my play. Kopfer and Borges. Kopfer is a one game favorite, minus 125 on the money line.
1: You got more, but this looks pretty right to me. It
0: looks right. I'm leaning Kopfer, but. I don't know, Borges has those random
1: wins. I just think Borges actually, he's like, like, he's not as good as he showed at the Australian Open, but he's not that bad. But this is actually a good place for Kofor. Like, I, I might bet, but it's actually, I think, a pretty good place for Nuno Borges, too. Like, he was a clay guy for a while, Borges.
0: Yeah. I mean, he played Fritz Toph 6-4 and four in, in Delray Beach. I mean, I know for that was Fritz's first match, but still, that's not that's not terrible.
1: But Hopefur probably can do the same thing. Koford has has like Hopefur's not bad either. Like It's like they could these guys both
0: could be like really pretty good or they could be like awful. Like <laughs> Borges against Vartan at Davis Cup was 2 and 1. Like that was horrible. Yeah. You know. Maybe Cofer is a little bit more steady, which is why you you're probably but he's a slight favorite. so
1: but he's a slight favorite. like I think he's
0: pretty close. I, I think it's a stay away for me. uh Escobedo against Jordan Thompson um I have a play here. I don't know if you would agree with me. um, I'm playing the under nine and a half in the first set. why? Slow court. Um, Thompson is way better. Like and Thompson actually has been returning better.
1: He wants yeah, quite bad, huh? Huh? Escobedo has been quite bad, huh? You yeah. might have to I might just straight up lay the four and a half with Thompson. I don't know why I don't know what the motivation would be. Yeah. I might just lay the straight, the, just straight up lay the four and a half with Thompson. Like Escobedo's been really pretty bad. His rankings down to four ninety five.
0: He beat all M- Moreno to Albron two and two. You know, Um no, one and one, yeah, right three thing. and one. Like he's been beating some guys pretty convincingly. Yeah. So, I I think I think either way you look at it, I think that's that that's a good look.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely. I think I'm gonna back Thompson here. That's most most, most likely, which It's crazy for me to say that on a slow court, but they don't. Yeah, Escobedo's I mean, ranked five hundred in the day. world
0: now. Like, yeah,
1: the Escobedo's seen better days. Oh yeah.
0: All right, Ketchmanovic against Rinky. I mean, based on the price, and we we t- kind of talked about it. I'm on the Rinky money line at plus one sixty.
1: yeah I, i can't get there i think that this is pretty well priced now at this point i mean
0: what price would you need on rinky to hit him
1: i mean probably like plus one i mean there's a price like it's probably plus 200 ish maybe one eighty, one ninety. like i think this is pretty close okay okay I yeah I, I just think the only way he can win this match is if is if Mio shows up shows up and just like shows up on unexcited. I just don't like he like on a slow court, I just like you know like
0: I have too many beers at the resort.
1: I know he's got the lot, <laughs> but he's actually been playing some decent he's playing decent tennis lately. He made what fourth round of the Australian Open?
0: Yeah. Lost to Alcaraz. Yeah. All right, uh, Taro Daniel against Marcus Giron.
1: Uh far here? You're on Taro. I think so. Yeah, I think I'm not, I think I fade Girone here. I mean,
0: I can't do that, man. I, I I can't. He's Giron has shown two weeks of good tennis, and like I, I, it's not like he looked fatigued against Fritz. Like Fritz just put a lot of pressure on him.
1: Yeah, I get it. I get it. But, like, is your own suddenly like this way better player? Like, did he just suddenly magically improve between like Australian Open and Dallas? No, I, I also want to look with you with your also here is like, how much better is he on American courts than other courts? Because so I feel like that might be the same thing going on here. Like, he played some pretty good tennis on American courts last year, too. And then, he like, well, as soon as he left USA, he was rad. Well, he played well in Tokyo, just like Fritz, US and Japan.
0: I guess uh, he's like a World War II historian.
1: Huh? Only the Pacific front, though. Huh? Only the Pacific front. He he forgot about the European front.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess he probably read a lot about that. The atomic bomb. Yeah, <laughs> he probably watched Oppenheimer. Yeah, probably Pearl Harbor. <laughs> <laughs> uh uh I don't know I'm not to the point where I'm gonna lay the two and a half but I- I'm gonna lay off here I want to see what what Juron is is made of I like I think he he's a deserved favorite I think that I think this line's right
1: exactly I gotta see I because I remember own playing some pretty darn good matches last year on those same events so I gotta look back a little bit and and get a feel for how much of like this your own resurgence is like just like your own being good in these in those kinds of courts, in like that part of the schedule versus your own actually being a better tennis player. Okay.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah. Well, there's a lot of matching here I need to think about. It's a. Yeah, it's, it's tough. tough. It's tough. And for me, oh. I need to do research. Like I need, I need to like actually look at this stuff. Like I can't just do it off the cuff nearly as well as you. I mean,
0: yeah, I I looked at it a little bit. I mean, yeah, it's. It, it's always tough, you know, like there's so many matches. There's so much going on, like, yeah, just kind of skimming through these matches. Like if we really dove into each of them, we'd be here. But for like what, six hours, probably. Yeah. Right. So
2: yeah.
0: um, so as far as our plays here, I'm on the Lestia and Michelson under 22 and a half. Um, I'm passing on the Evans Roman match. I'm on I'm laying the two with Arnaldi.
1: <clears throat> I'm laying yeah, the playing two but I gotta think about it. Same thing on Draper, although it's tough. Three three is a three actually is kind of a lot of games, especially when you have Coconut, which is a big server. Um and the slow might, though, with a lot of parties. vukic Mendez won. I kinda maybe I'm the like... under 20. I don't know. Maybe I, I, I might just two zero Vukic at minus two sixty-five. That, that could work too. Okay. I'm mean... be really with and play the money line at minus five hundred. I just don't see Pacheco Mendez actually winning this match. Yeah. I'm I'm taking the four and a half,
0: um, staying off the Copa board. I mean, do you free- think Pateko can actually win this match? Um, uh, no. But there's just a pure cover. You're just hoping this, for, for a cover. You're just hoping for like pure a- cover. I mean, plus three seventy five is nowhere good enough for me. Like, I need yeah. like plus 500 at the minimum to hit check. Like I
1: said, I know you don't do it, but I'm tempted to take like the, either the 20 at the -165 the juice or the -500 money line. Like I just don't like okay. Man, how, like how does Mendez like he's is he, what is he going to do? Get, win two tie breaks? Like how does he actually win the match? Like
0: Yeah, I hear you, man. I hear you. Um Thompson Escobedo um some kind of under or some kind of uh, back in Thompson. I
1: might practice. play the under roll, so I mean back Thompson in that sense. Like he just could be just been not good. And I'm on the Rinky Cope for, but... and I yeah, kind of like Copefer. and I kind of like Taro. I don't know you're probably gonna stay away from a bunch of those, but oh, you're gonna you're gonna play Rinky.
0: Rinky, Rinky, yeah. Any plays of the day here? I mean, I would go with Draper minus three.
1: I'll think about it. I'll let you know. I mean, that's
0: until tomorrow night. So there's time there. Yeah, the Thompson Escobedo under.
1: That's that's also in play.
0: And I don't, I don't think Ranky plus one sixty is GBM worthy, but you're not even on that. So not those yet. are like my two. Okay. GBM potential plays here. So. All right. Any uh? Any parting shots? Not really. No. No solid pod. Yeah. Just some just some news for the pod. We hope to cover the uh, first weekend of the Miami Open live. Yeah, pod. So that's that's in the works. Um, that's going to be
1: exciting. We passed a thousand followers again after going yes. below after the Twitter cleanup. We, we're back over. We are. So it's exciting times for the pod. I gotta, some of the some of the uh, people who helped us get there via various ways, um, mm-hmm. either by backing or by getting excited about our upcoming pod or by trolling we got uh we got tromsky tromsky is excited for our pod yeah always happy time
0: tromsky yeah we're,
1: we're getting like a little bit of uh a little bit of uh fanmanship here
0: yeah we sure are and then uh the discord is always nice it's, it's, that's been that's been fun uh piranha has been fantastic we got to give him a shout out for all the all his like work on the stats and the numbers and like um also see just seems like a decent dude yeah so uh yeah it's uh good stuff good stuff it's it's just it's just a lot of fun a lot of fun a lot
1: lot of fun a
0: lot of fun all right everyone have a good night um Good luck on your bets. Take care. Good
2: luck on your bets, everyone.